0: The Giant Dwarf Podcast, a podcast about kings of war, and a lot of other stuff.
1: Alright, welcome everybody. Uh, we are going to do something kind of fun today where we've got... Uh, some fellow podcasters on with us why don't you guys introduce
0: yourself (laughs) hello yeah it's uh me uh, fred from uh, the giant dwarf podcast and it's i lars from the giant dwarf podcast as well indeed
1: so we're uh we're just doing kind of like a cross episode because ryan has had some oral surgery he took a shot in the mouth and Ended up uh, <laughs> needing to get surgery My for God. it. <laughs> um, so he's not been on great talking terms. And um, I, I know uh, Mark's been super busy, and I've been super busy with rules committee stuff. But Fred hit me up the other day, and it's been quite a while since we did a episode. So we're kind of doing one off the cuff here with, with these guys. Because um, if you don't listen to Giant Dwarf, they're basically... A lot like eBay's stuff (laughs) where we just talk about random shit and make jokes and talk about hobby and stuff like that. So uh, we have some kind of fun topics to go over today and uh, maybe actually hit some some actual deep conversation for Kings of War and see how it works differently in different parts of the country. Because if you don't know, these guys are from Norway.
2: Yep, that's right
1: so uh if you haven't listened to them before uh giant dwarf podcast make sure you guys check them out so um without further ado it's time for the beer phase and even though it's 9 a.m for me over here i've got <laughs> i've got my stone coffee stout which is um a, a milk stout from stone brewing in san diego california um oh yeah oh yeah So really bitter um coffee stout perfect for the morning when you're talking to people that have been up all day yeah (laughs) you guys you
0: you guys got anything uh let's see (laughs) i got a a paper cup with a double espresso oh there you go and also another paper cup with some water Uh, (laughs) We're at work, so we can't really
3: oh. do anything crazy. But uh, at work. Crazy. yeah, I'm pretty much the same actually. I got, uh, but mine are empty, both, so, both okay. of them. So Lars says nothing. <laughs> it's okay.
1: Just look at your glasses half full instead of fully <laughs> empty. We really failed that uh, beer, beer face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but you're you're going at it early. That's uh, I like it. Well, yeah, you got to stay dedicated to the to the format you know so yeah (laughs) speaking of format we're kind of kind of doing a cross between both of our podcasts so um we're gonna do some local news followed by global news globally i'm thinking globally yeah (laughs) all right you guys you guys got some fun local news to go over
0: local um yeah let's see um well it's kind of a quiet area on the it's hot on the hill. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I heard. Yeah, hot as oh. hell. Um, are your crops dead yet, Lars? They are completely dead. No way! Are you? <laughs>
3: no, they're, 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 uh, most of them just died because you know I'm too lazy to watch them. Oh, no! I played like uh, no more beats. Crusader Kings Two. <laughs> no, the beats have gone. <laughs> uh, Crusader oh. Kings Two. You know, for a whole weekend, and uh, you know, I got out on the Sunday, and they're all they're all dead. Oh, you're
0: such a half ass farmer.
3: <laughs> so... Potatoes are still going, I think. Yeah. Potatoes yeah, are really, like
1: potatoes and onions, like the hardest things to kill. If you're if you're not able to grow those, you're doing something wrong. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. You should probably focus more on those than uh, Lars. Yeah, they're a bit you boring read as well, aren't they? Get rid of that spinach and the beets and... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I got rid of them, uh, and then, you know, I didn't intend to, but yeah, Yeah. Yeah. They're gone. yeah. yeah. Uh, Otherwise, on the like Kings War related local news, there's not a lot going on. Uh, Summer break. Well, we had two games like in the same week, and that's pretty huge. Yeah, but uh, I was thinking maybe we can come back to those. But yeah, we did actually play two games in one week. That was uh, must be nice. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and uh, but the most important, uh, most (laughs) exciting thing for me is uh, I got a letter from uh, Mark Zelinsky. And uh, inside were three of those uh, blaster models.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, I bought a blaster when I saw them at Lone Wolf.
0: Yeah, I bought three of them for just to give out here. So I have three of those uh, counter charge awards now. Oh, really? That's a pretty cool uh, little model. Yeah, I I was impressed with it, actually. I really liked it. And uh, also Mark threw in some extras, threw in a couple of dice. So I now have uh, two counter charge dice those Uh, things roll like garbage man it's a a (laughs) trick it's a trick is the symbol on the six or the one Uh, it's the six okay (laughs) then v-dog will be not happy he will not be happy Uh, and also some pens in there like uh, counter charge official Mm. pens yeah so i can write stuff now i could need a pen so So you can hand it to that
1: guy to get your sport vote here you go sign my name over here
0: yeah (laughs) oh by the way keep the pen (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you give it, give me your vote. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, it's I haven't been painting a lot. I still have, I have one, just one single unpainted orc in my entire army. Uh, the yeah. Whole army is done. I just need to do one godspeaker, and uh, so it's not done. No, uh, yeah, it's done apart from the one Godspeaker. He's got four <laughs> hours left, is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, and I just haven't been able to finish it. Uh, it's been really. Uh, Ju- They're looking July good. I laser. saw pictures
1: the other day. You have mostly Mantic Orcs, right?
0: Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's. Other than it's those toy giant
1: much. things you had, right?
0: Yeah, it's uh, basically all the Orcs are Mantic Orcs, and some of the extra parts are from other places. But yeah, yeah, um. Actually, that's probably why I, I got on the I got on the live feed uh, in at Clash of Kings last year, and I didn't really understand why. But apparently, it's because they went around and picking Mantic armies. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Hey, okay, cool."
1: <laughs> well, I like I like Mantic's orcs too. They're less cartoony than you know GW or a lot of other companies that are out there where they're just basically yeah. small ogres. <laughs> you
0: know? Yeah, absolutely. No, but I got into the... I didn't really... Because I got some free uh, orcs from one of the guys here. Uh, I think it was a guy called Kim, who, who's been kind of my sugar daddy when it came to orcs. Because <laughs> uh, he had a lot of orcs, but his armor is just... Uh, uh, well, I was going to say GW orcs, but actually they're heavily converted though. So, But they are kind of based on mostly GW orcs. And uh, heavily converted, but he he had all these Mantic orcs that he didn't really need, so he just gave them to me. So that's how I kind of got started with orcs, and after that, it was just I couldn't I couldn't do a mix because they're so different in in scale. So uh, I just stuck to the Mantic ones, and I really like them. How are you? Uh, how you liking
1: orcs with uh, their current setup? Uh, well, <laughs> as really, far as I'm as really far as fun it. and fun versus competitive or
0: uh, well I, I know you finally won a st- game last week but yeah <laughs> and I started I started a new losing streak now I guess <laughs> me yeah so I don't know um, mm-hmm. I feel like um, I mean my, my previous setup did just did not work I didn't mm-hmm. have any hordes because I, I wanted it to be a bit more fast and and flexible, so I had mostly regiments, mm-hmm. um, and it just uh, this didn't really work well. Um, so I, I, now I switched to like more hordes and some god speakers with heal. Oh yeah, and um, it works a little bit better, but it's a little bit more boring, uh, I think, to play with. God speakers um... with drain life, man. I'm telling you,
1: three god speakers with drain <laughs> life within range.
0: Woo-wee! yeah, that sounds pretty good. It is um... nasty. Um. although I've just had bad luck with drain life I think because I usually always end up not seeing the target now oh, you like, gotta mount him uh, can you mount Godspeakers? oh yeah oh, shit I have the wrong models then <laughs> <laughs> oh he's got Back three
1: to... more models to paint now now he's even God, further from damn them it. <laughs> oh well yeah well thanks for that
3: I guess I will yeah <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah see right over him Yep. can you mount it on the crudger? Yep, uh, it's not on a cradle, but on a or a um, crusher. Uh, uh, yeah. You can put him on or, a pig. He's oh, like,
0: it's like piggy things. piggyback on the crusher. <laughs> put him on That'd a crusher. Nice. <laughs> put him in a backpack. Oh. He's like a he's like a little yeah. Yoda.
2: <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah.
0: No, but um, so locally here, it's not happening much. Still summer mode. Anyway, how are things with you locally, Jeff? Oh
1: man, it's I don't know. How hot it's been for you guys, but it's been pretty hot out here this this week, and I've been working outside, so it's been really just not fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it was 110 the other day, and I was out in a 125, 30 degree, you know, for 11 hours straight because where I was at, you know, it's it's a it's a house that doesn't have any air conditioning or anything. It's made it's like being made in sticks, and there's no like wind or breeze or anything coming through so all the heat that wow. hits the ceiling is just like an oven inside of there and oh yeah wow. it's That's bad so great. yeah it's wonderful <laughs> um but i mean so it's, let, it's let, been hot for yeah how, how hot has it been out there for you guys like
0: well let me get my fahrenheit converter. to celsius converter <laughs> I have no idea what a fahrenheit on my is. mobile phone
1: it's like that one for every five right it's like a degree I have no for every five no idea
0: What do you even use fahrenheit confusing. Yeah. Don't mock Fahrenheit <laughs> just It's what they use. Because <laughs> we want to
1: be, we want to be very precise. That's why we want to know exactly, <laughs> exactly yeah. how hot it is. So you um, say
0: you, you were out in one twenty-five.
1: Well, it was one ten, and then, but inside the house, it was about one twenty-five. yeah
0: Oh wow. Yeah. That is hot. All right, okay.
3: Okay. Quite a bit healthier than that, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, now hot.
0: let's 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 check uh, our temperature. I'll, <laughs> Celsius to Fahrenheit. Let's see, if, uh, like thirty.
1: I'm pretty sure it's one for yeah, every 30. three
0: or one for every five. I can't remember. 35? 30. First. Okay, l- give me a moment here. Um, <laughs> uh, well, like ninety, maybe one hundred. Uh-huh. So, oh, okay. Uh huh. So much less than you, but I mean. That's very, that's a loss for us. <laughs> yeah, when ninety would to... be great right now. <laughs>
1: but you yeah. kill for
0: some of that ninety. <laughs> give me, give me some of that nine
1: zero. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's been it's been shitty, but it it does this for about two weeks, and then it's back to normal. Everybody's everybody's like, oh, Texas is so hot, and I'm like, well, where I'm from in California, it's been 115 this week because my in laws still live out there, and they're like yeah. on a drought, so. uh. But yeah, we're, you
0: know, it's, we're, it's, we're all going to die, so let's yeah, we're all going to die soon. Global warming is not yeah. a thing.
2: <laughs>
0: let's just let's just enjoy the hobby while we can. Yeah. So,
1: um, as far as uh, games and local stuff, uh, we've been doing we've been doing some Dead Zone uh, recently. Uh, getting into Dead Zone because I've done the Kickstarter, you know, a while back. Mm-hmm. I figured I'd get some of this thousand dollars worth of Warpath and Dead Zone stuff I kickstarted out and actually start using it. Oh yeah! So should be fun. We want to do some some games and stuff on uh, Friday nights or Saturday nights before tournaments and just you know it's a, it's a fun little beer and pretzels game. I don't think it's like super competitive by comparison to Kings of War, but it's definitely a fun little game.
0: Yeah, um, cool. We were actually thinking of. Getting into that ourselves?
1: Oh, it's so nice. I mean, do you have, do you even have a clue how nice it is to pick up and paint fifteen models and be done? <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I can imagine.
0: It's yeah, crazy. Uh, <clears throat> you probably heard because uh, Lars spoke earlier that he wants considering some sort of sci-fi skirmish game mm-hmm. as a little—I yeah. uh, don't know what you called it—like a uh, diversion. <laughs> yeah. I'll it's actually, so.
1: it's nice because I mean, even my, my wife is going to start playing it stuff because it's basically just a, it's really a board game. It's an advanced board game. Yeah, you know, because it, it's cool. got squares and stuff. So it's like not very intimidating to, you know, have new players not have equipment to play the game, right? It's just like show up i'll throw this army at you and you can play it you know
0: yeah exactly um but how's it for terrain like did you have some sci-fi terrain that but yeah be- well
1: I, yeah i backed the terrain kit and everything so like i got i got a couple of the kickstarter like biggest pledges that you could do knowing oh, yeah. full well that i was gonna like run a tournament and have you know uh have it be like a saturday night thing or something so oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I just got it because my local guys, it was one of those things it's like, hey, whatever army you want to play, I got all of them. Pick one, take it home, put it together, paint it. You can have mm-hmm. it. It's a zero entry. And then it gets other people interested, and you have people to play with. So,
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, because uh, seems to be... Uh, I mean, I, I was considering some kind of skirmish game myself, and I was mm-hmm. looking a little bit at the new 40k kill team. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I remember that uh, Lars, he really hates GW, so uh, yeah, he might stab me. Don't like... S- play. He might stab me some night uh, while, I'm not, while we're playing. So I maybe, <laughs> while we're playing, maybe a Mantic game is uh, safer. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's pretty cheap to get into.
1: The rules are, you know, pretty robust as far as like you know diversity between the different armies and so that's a lot mm-hmm. of character it's not like oh look another space marine another space marine another <laughs> spa-, you know what i mean so yeah. Yeah, and yeah a lot more of the same but uh other than that um yeah just hmm. getting ready to do some play testing for clash of kings stuff with local you know local teammates and stuff and mm-hmm. so just trying to improve the game
0: yeah nice so uh, and you have a local gaming club don't you is, is is there any action going on there
1: yeah so I mean um, uh, I've got well Kevin Von Felt just moved to um to, to houston but he's one of our guys so houston's like a four and a half hour drive for us so it's, it's not close at all oh. but uh my other my other local guy jordan we're still getting in some games i'm uh, gonna start doing some more play testing here pretty quick and then um all of our other guys are in austin which is like uh two two and a half hours or so away but you know sending them out the rules and getting some play tests going and yeah You know just get some good get some good perspective on everything but uh, i'm pretty excited for cock 19 stuff to shake it up but we won't go crazy into detail about it but it should be a good
0: shake up yeah cool but do you do you usually travel to those guys when you play oh
1: yeah 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 so i mean i'll go out i go out to austin at least uh three to four times a year or so, either whether it's for work or just to hang out with those guys, and now that Kevin's in Houston, I fucking hate Houston. I'm sorry, I was just like, <laughs> God is this, uh, this is everything I hate about everything. like it's <laughs> it's it's hot, it's humid, it's crowded. The traffic sucks. like everything's super spread out. like it's just it's not my jam, but you know, now that he's down there, I would I'll probably end up going down there a little bit more often to get some games in and stuff. but. Yeah, uh, so we where, travel uh, a lot. Texas man, the, a lot like the dedicated yeah. players in Texas. Like we, we do a lot of travel. Uh, so it's yeah, you know, a lot we, of driving. We, we
0: like our hobby. So <laughs> yeah, it's cute. I guess you need to be able to drive around when it's so large, like the state is mm-hmm. so huge.
1: Yeah, I mean, like our average tournament time to get to somewhere is a four-hour drive.
0: You know, that's pretty normal for, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. for everybody around here.
0: So. I've actually been to Houston once, uh, and I also have it. Uh, you excited bad. to go back? No, because uh, <laughs> my experience was like this. Uh, let's see, me and me and my friend uh, Johnny, we were there because we were gonna vis- visit a friend uh, who was like an, an air force pilot. So Hello. Uh, he was training in, in Wichita Falls, I believe it's called. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we but we were in Houston, and uh, we we were so. Uh, and we were very touristy because we we got these huge cowboy hats <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like, the Brits wanted wild.
1: to do that too they wanted to get these big ass foam cowboy yeah, hats, and, hats. <laughs> and these
0: hats what are fuck? a bit like uh, they seem to they seem to make them like according to your size your hat also gets bigger <laughs> yeah yep. so my hat was kind of you know not too big but Johnny is like 2 meters tall so his hat was huge so you could just see us walking around with one huge white hat and one tiny white hat. And uh, all I can remember is uh, these uh, homeless people like st- st- stalking us like, uh, Hey, hey, where are you from? You're from Scandinavia? Uh, you got some money? And we're like, no, go away. Oh, oh yeah, there's so a, lot there. a lot of that. A lot of that, Houston. Yeah, so I just recall walking around in Houston being stressed out because people were, like, walking after us. So mm-hmm. we, like, we took like we took refuge in the McDonald's <laughs> and, like, okay, we got to hide out in here. And then finally our other friend came and picked us up and we drove to a hotel. And we were like, oh, thank God, we're inside the hotel. We don't have to go out again.
1: Yeah, it's... it's... It's not my favorite place, that's for sure. That's
0: Houston for you.
3: Did he pick you guys up in a stealth uh, bomber or
0: something? No. It was a pilot? No, come on, those are way too big. It was a stealth
1: fighter. Everybody knows that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was a Chinook or something, like a chopper. All right, yeah. Like um, proper Mm -hmm. Vietnam style. You're just (laughs) evacuating. Nice. Yeah, fucking hate Houston. No, <laughs> yeah. no, nah. nah, but uh, that was the local news, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What about global? You guys got some global? Globally, news. it's global. It's global. Uh, I guess it's the International Campaign Day. It's the coming up. Thing yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: up. it's um. Uh, we have yeah. We have Bayou coming up, and then the week after <laughs> is that. But I won't be at Bayou because I'll be in Punta Cana. All right. All right. What's that? <laughs> it's the Dominican Republic. It's like uh, you know, Bahamas basically uh yeah. s- style. So, going with my family for a week and it just so happens to be on the same week as is uh the Bayou tournament in Houston. So, I'll, okay. I'll i'll miss houston in order yeah, to go to you houston perfect <laughs> beautiful islands and drink <laughs> beer off of gorgeous women i mean with i mean <laughs> uh yeah so uh taking nice. the family out for that one so we'll be gone for a week
0: doing that sounds great yeah and uh, are, do you have any planned uh, thing going on for the international campaign? Day or? Yeah,
1: so um, you know, Mark pretty much, uh, Mark and Chris are running it, but Mark pretty much does a majority of the um, promotion for it and trying to yeah. figure out everything. So Mark lives a mile from me, so we we will be uh, doing what we do normally and go over to his place and um, probably invite a couple more people, probably about. Eight to ten people playing over at his yeah. place, barbecuing, hanging out, and um, going down this weekend to see some of the guys in Abilene, which is like an hour away. You probably get those guys up here to come out for campaign day as well. But okay, that's cool. a fun—that's a fun little event because it gets everybody just you know brain out fun stuff that they are not serious about and just playing and having fun and remembering what the hobby's about, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's
1: actually where we picked up. I mean, that's actually where Kevin von Felt actually learned how to play. I mean, it is his first his first couple games were National Campaign Day. Loved it so much that he got in, and now he's whole hog in it. You know?
0: Yeah, cool. Um, I was actually thinking about that because we, of, of course, we usually uh, invite like anyone to join our tournaments, and uh, yeah, we usually post post it like publicly. Like we have a King's War event. Uh, but I was a bit skeptical to post publicly about the International Campaign Day, just because of the um, extra time crunch. Um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if you if you miss the, the the timing, the deadlines, then you really mess up the uh, the chance to deliver your scores and all that. Uh,
1: yeah, but the thing is, is like no one's watching you you can start whenever you want you've got the scenarios ahead of time um and yeah. if you don't get your score in like right on time like it it's not i mean it's it's not contributing to anything but you're still playing the game you're still playing at the same time as everybody you're still you know teaching some new people how to play and uh um, yeah. you know That's oftentimes cool. it's it's not down to one or two games to have the kind of swing or something
0: but okay yeah sure sure I guess it's just my OCD to uh, like if I have a group of people playing, then I I need them all to finish on time. Yeah, but you could also, you could
1: also (laughs) just be like, Hey, you know, dice down in this many minutes or whatever to give you the amount of time you need. And, and, in that format, yeah. people really shouldn't give a shit who won or lost. It should just be, "Ha ha, gotcha, bitch!" You know what I mean? That kind
0: mm, of stuff. So. That's true. Yeah, we do have a couple of guys who are really love the fluff aspect. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I was, there was there was a quote. I should remember it. It was Ayrik, uh, one of our regular players. He's really like uh, into the like thematic, you know, thematic armies and fluff yeah, and sto- mm-hmm. backstory. And all that. he then... asshole as well. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Nah. Um, and uh, I, re- uh, yeah, I think this was the campaign day like two years ago, and um, and uh, I just sort of read the mission, like, okay, we're gonna play this and that, uh, and he was like, read the backstory, <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, I'll I'll read the backstory, and there was this this small piece, you know, like. Uh, they arrive in the glade to find their camp has been ambushed and some stuff like that and i read the whole thing and i was like yes nerd boner (laughs) and then we we started to play
1: (laughs) i think it adds a lot of fun fun flavor to it and stuff but i mean even like mark said he's you know he'll tell you you don't have to use all the special rules like some people are like oh i'm so competitive and stuff and they're showing up to play i mean this is not a competitive you know event it's supposed mm. to be just for fun but yeah. you use all or some or none of what it is and you just play games and record them you know it's it's you don't have to play the oh you've got a thousand points and i've got four thousand points you know what i mean
0: like you don't have to do that kind of stuff but mm. yeah Cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun at least. And uh, I, I like the whole uh, feeling of being like connected with the games, seeing sure. how it goes. Uh, and um... Yeah, it's nice. D- Sometimes d-
1: we'll just start a Skype session where we've got a couple of the locations going, so a location leader will Skype in, and you get like eight different locations all talking at the same time, and you, <laughs> know, you get the leader and everybody just, you know, razzing each other, so...
0: Nice. Yeah, I guess that's the up and coming global news yeah
1: my favorite part is i have my my 14 year old daughter pick my army ahead of time just by like what models do you like okay well that's not legal (laughs) can you pick one of these five other ones to add into that okay now it's legal sweet that's what i'm playing
0: (laughs) really (laughs) yeah oh you're going really soft
1: yeah, it's soft fun. Approach. Oh, one of them was one of them was great. One time I ended up playing with a regiment of sucky by and three packs of dogs and uh, no inspiring in my
0: army. <laughs> so that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of um, Thomas uh, Ba. He once made a random list, um, so he just rolled dice until the list was, was full.
1: Oh, that is awesome!
0: <laughs> so I might he, have to do is, that. Dwarfs, I think. Yeah, he had a dwarf list and he assigned a number to each unit and he rolled like a d twenty mm-hmm. and just uh, take it like your
1: unlockable I, units and then you just okay. I need this many unlockable units. Okay, now we'll use the like the special units and roll for it. Yeah, <laughs> That's I, cool.
0: I, I assume it was legal. Yeah, and but he ended up with like uh, two stone priests and. Uh, and no, earth, <laughs> no, yeah, and nothing no, to no. search. <laughs> so yeah, but, but those did, dudes uh,
1: killed the shit out of everything with their two attacks. They <laughs> route, they routed the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, cool, man. Sweet. So you guys got some other entertainment?
0: Um. Yeah. Or uh, maybe we do. Like, uh, any Lars? Have you seen any cool? Series or movies or stuff lately? Movies? I have seen movies.
3: Which one have I seen? Oh, yeah. Are you uh, asking him
1: what movie you've seen?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, I always uh, tell Fred about the movies I see. So. I usually know. <laughs> I watched. Uh, fuck, what did I watch? Huh? I watched something terrible. This was an actual movie. Anaconda. Yeah, oh, oh God, one. yeah. yeah. Oh. That was pretty
0: cool. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, bad guy in that movie, movie. is amazing.
3: <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, that movie could have been—it it could have been so, uh, like, uh, it could have been a good movie if they had just ignored the anaconda thing. It could have been just been about about the bad guy. <laughs> right. He's so amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't need, really need that big uh, snake eating everyone. Could have yeah. Just could, they, could have just, they
1: could have just put the snake on a plane and called it a day. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's also a good one yeah. Man.
0: Uh, i've uh, watched a lot of uh, ufc lately actually, <laughs> yes, like <yeah>. mma fighting <laughs> and uh, this is where i've never i've never been interested at all in that uh, but then two of our friends started a like ufc podcast and, okay. Uh, so I, was I, I thought like... you were gonna be like a a UFC in the backyard. <laughs> 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 because so cool. of the drought, everybody's fighting for water. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's uh, and it's a uh, like a uh, Norwegian language one. I I assumed it would be in English, but it wasn't. It was a Norwegian podcast called like Fight Night Oslo. So uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, I have to check it out because, you know, I, bo- I know both of these guys and it's cool to hear them. And I, just by ha- having them all in the background, like talking about the UFC, I, I couldn't help myself from checking it out. And, and now I've been just sitting watching these like top 25 fights um, <laughs> on like uh, this channel who had this uh, compilation of the 25 greatest fights. The, uh, over the years, or something, and uh, I've been—I got really hooked. I've <laughs> been more aggressive as well. Yeah, I've been <laughs> li- really, really <laughs> fine. And now I finally—now I get all those. Um, now I finally get get it, uh, Jeff. The, the intro that Ryan does, the, the, it's time. No. oh, now you get it. <laughs> now I get it. I never seen that. I really didn't know where that was. I knew it was from like something about fighting. Michael but Duffer, I didn't know yeah. it was like UFC. Yeah. yeah, well, they, they would do it
1: in they would do it in like uh, wrestling too back in the day, like WWF you know style okay. stuff for main yeah. main events and stuff.
2: It's time for the it's main event time:
0: Yeah, so then, that's cool. that's pretty much uh, me. Yeah. So do
1: you find yourself actually trying to fight the fires now? <laughs> <laughs> come on, you're fine. Give me a guy. Hell, yeah, show you.
2: <laughs> uh, oh, Put your dukes had... up. I got fucking no dukes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh And we, uh, Lars, we had actually had. Uh, we 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 promised we would never play League of Legends again. Yeah, oh, it's true. We, did, sure. we started are big league. With
1: it ha- has it changed like a shit ton from I used to, I used to be like ridiculous into that before, <laughs> bef- before I got saved by yeah. going going back to doing uh, <laughs> you know Kings of War. So
0: yeah, you, you, you made it out. It's pretty um, much the same, isn't it's it? A, it's pretty much the it's same. same.
1: It's a whole man plate. There's a black pit where you can lose so much of your life. <laughs> like,
0: yeah, I know. It's horrible. It's a, and yeah. uh, it was uh, our friend Jens who suddenly was like, yeah, I got a new laptop, so I'm going to start playing League of Legends. And, uh, oh, by the way, you guys uh, play some League of Legends, don't you? And we were like, <laughs> yes. See, that's um, the
1: thing. is like, you, It's a way to hang out with your friends that aren't like local to you, and yeah. then you end up playing it, and you already like playing competitive gaming and yeah. PvP, so it's like, oh, I don't have to level up a character and do all this shit i can just go straight to the action and, and yeah. it, it's 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 really bad because you'll you'll start playing it in the morning and then you look at the clock and it's been 11 hours right like
0: <laughs> uh. yeah i know it's such a yeah it's like it's, it's like a time stealer it's crazy oh, it's that's bad. and uh, and i try to restrict myself like i'll only play if if lars and jens are also on mm-hmm. make it like a social thing yeah but of course that goes sideways and eventually i'm sitting there alone playing to get better uh, <laughs> losing every time losing every fucking game <laughs> and uh, being flame called a noob uh, <laughs> some guys telling me things ins- uh, delete the game seriously <laughs>
1: isn't it isn't it ridiculous the difference in attitude and uh, you know the way that people talk on playing a a <laughs> video game as opposed to when you're in person playing a a tabletop game with people like it just oh, yeah. it, it, you get such a different person <laughs> honest like cause no true. one would ever say that kind of shit to your face cuz you would destroy <laughs> oh
3: them you know? like in a double you just Rip into your teammate. Fucking uh, oh. uh, oh. no!
0: Fuck you! Know, <laughs> fuck you. Wow. a you devil's roll. tournament, you're just like, what yeah. are you even
1: doing with your life? You're supposed <laughs> to be jungling, man. God. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, and uh, you try to swallow it like and write something not, like, uh, "I'm I'm a, I'm a bit rusty." Be nice, and uh, you know, yeah. try to swallow that, ta- that, that works. tear. <laughs> No, yeah. You don't ever so look at your partner a... when you're playing King's War and be like,
1: Leroy! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but we got out of that again, so. Uh, yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't that bad, actually. It was only like for a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks, yeah. Uh, it was like, right, it was in, like May, June, so it was l- yeah. right before like midsummer. So yeah, I guess we got saved from it just being summer. If this had been winter, we, we would have been yeah. deep I know, that's what the... I was going
1: to say. For winter, it seems like mm-hmm. something that you guys could have it just be a winter thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but know? we usually did. But <laughs> we, had slipped, we slipped up. And, uh, yeah. Uh, never again. Uh, we'll see. Is this new patch <laughs> is uh, looking good. This <laughs> <unique? laughs> new patch is looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, uh, Uh, you watched some uh, documentaries, didn't you, Lars? Yeah, I've been um,
3: been insane on documentaries. Yeah, skateboarding and yeah, Yeah. skateboarding,
0: UFC actually as well. Oh yeah, there you go. (laughs) uh, You watched? uh, You had some news to me about the about Billy Mitchell.
3: Yeah, I don't know if people know who Billy Mitchell is, but uh, he's the biggest asshole in like. King Kong
0: gaming, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> King Kong gaming, yeah, that's a huge um, subgroup of people. Oh, he's such <laughs> all an amazing seven, of them. asshole, and he, <laughs> he's
3: he's he's the biggest asshole alive. But uh, justice at last for us haters, uh, Billy Mitchell haters, because he was caught cheating, <laughs> and so all his records have been uh, scratched from the records. He now now he holds no records at all in uh, you know, King uh, King Kong or any other. Uh, old game.
0: It's basically you. You can see Billy Mitchell if you watch the King of Kong documentary.
3: Yeah, watch the King of Kong documentary. It's it's so good, and you can see Billy Mitchell at his best. Is this a, is this a
1: Netflix thing?
3: I don't. I think it's on YouTube. Uh, okay. Uh, that that's what I watched it last anyway. Like a bad uh, resolution, but but yeah, he's um, he's a bit of an idiot and an asshole. And mm-hmm. he's full of himself. He has a huge ego, and it's just it's just hilarious to watch. But, <laughs> and uh, and uh, the thing is, people say like, yeah, but he was framed by that documentary. But he really wasn't because the things he say. I mean, even if it, even if uh, I mean, you, you don't even have to take it out of context because the things he said. He's just hilariously stupid and arrogant and so bad. <laughs> it sounds amazing. like a public figure I've heard
1: of. <laughs> Fred. I think he, I think he's, no, no, I think he's, he's the president bad. of somebody's country. Uh, I don't yeah, know who yeah, would yeah, ever elect also... that kind of an <laughs> asshole yeah, to I represent
2: their Mr. country. For him,
1: so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, of um, news. Of course, now that he was caught cheating, he's uh, he's doing. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's doing like the president and just uh, denying everything and uh, until you know, facts just... come up and then he's yeah, like he denies the facts. Yeah. <laughs> fake
2: news, fake news. <laughs> I am the king nice. of Kong. <laughs> um,
0: so, uh, Jeff, a little technical question. Um, sure. Because when 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 your end is silent for a while, it uh, this static just grows in in. Oh the yeah,
1: yours was doing that too. Yeah.
0: okay but do you think that gets on the recording uh
1: only if only if it's on my side so like since i'm recording i don't hear it you know what i'm saying like i don't hear i don't hear the static come up your guys's does the same thing too but really uh, as long as you just say everything like something once every 10 to 15 seconds it's fine
0: oh yeah Hmm. it's a bit shit (laughs) yep <laughs>
1: that's that's why some people use the push to talk stuff if they're using open mic or whatever
0: so oh fuck yeah it's not a big deal okay we'll just uh, say stuff uh, every all the time yeah. instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i'll go like uh-huh uh, i put on a timer yeah yeah, yeah. and then, and then. <laughs> and
2: then. Cool. yeah my
1: my other stuff for entertainment was it's freaking shark week <laughs> do, what? do you guys not what have is... shark week over no, there
0: wh- what is that I, we don't have
1: sharks oh my god <laughs> do i or... feel i feel so bad for you do you not have discovery channel oh
3: yeah yeah this, yeah, yeah i remember shark week from discovery
1: okay channel, yeah but, so um, uh, you know <laughs> My, my army, my, my Trident Realm army is themed around sharks, man. I love sharks. So it's Shark Week and you brought up UFC and Ronda Rousey was just diving with some sharks. So uh, okay. I figured I figured that
0: was a good lead-in from UFC fighting. So. But is this actually something that... Uh, does this kind of bleed into all cultures in, during Shark Week? Or is it just you who are very obsessed with Shark Week? Uh, well
1: it, it's a big it's a big uh United States thing it's like on every like they, they advertise the shit out of it it's one week a year and they do all this video documentary I don't what? know I would think that you guys would know about it since they do so much uh so much shit off of uh off the coast and then they go down to um well, I mean they're also over in uh Australia and Norway and stuff like that and um New Zealand oh, yeah. and all that kind of shit so i mean that's what they huh. do like most of the vid- most of the um, um um uh most of the people re- doing doing <coughs> the actual um recording and stuff are not american at all <laughs> like there's oh, yeah. <laughs> there's maybe like three or four scientists that are american <laughs>
0: so. shark week okay but the, this it, that's this week yeah. So
1: every every oh, night cool. they have like four different ou- they have like four hours of these different documentaries about sharks and different you know discoveries that they've
0: done yeah. in the past year. And... So so we should do something or get dressed up as sharks or we need to we need to celebrate this in a way. Right. Yeah. yeah? Okay. <laughs> let's, sell. let's well, try we that. We need to get a pet shark, I guess. Pet shark. Yeah, a tiny one.
3: Right yeah. We do
0: have a so, seagull outside the window and uh, yeah, in the office. Is, yeah. Feed that to a shark. Yeah? <laughs> feed it feed or, it some feed it some uh,
1: bread with Alka-Seltzer on it, watch it go. <laughs> go. <laughs> Aww. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. So I guess that would be my other for entertainment. Um, then you guys have a fun segment you generally do, which is called a dwarf fact.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's where we actually transition from uh, just talking about the random stuff and over to talking about Kings of War. Yeah. And this is the, the turning point for that. I don't know if Lars uh, has any dwarf facts uh, ready I, for us. I Let's do,
3: I do. I, I made a lot of them um, during my holiday. <laughs> so I'm trying to pick up pick out the right Let's one. Let's hope
0: it's, it's as dry as usual.
3: They never drive, <laughs> no, not <laughs> at all. So yeah, uh, yeah, as always. But I it has been, to do with um,
1: some mines and the firstborn. That <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might be. Might be. Did, 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 did it catch
3: you there? Something wrong? Sorry, something like that? <laughs> so dwarfs, you know, they're very conservative in every way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I mean, something new is introduced on, you know, not on the market, because they don't really have a market, I think. Uh, but you know, in in the world of the dwarves, when something new comes along, you know, there's always a council of the longbeards or something similar. You know, the elder, the elder in the in the clan, they go together and and, uh, and vote if this is is this a kosher or or no. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when the coffee when coffee was introduced to the the realm of the dwarves. You know uh, the the guy introducing it. He knew that this would never this would never pass. You know, too too radical. Yeah, it's too radical, <laughs> way too radical. It wasn't even uh, you know you know it's it was like, exotic and all that bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so foreign. he had yeah foreign <laughs> and uh, too much human, uh, I guess. Uh, so he had to lie. He made a lie, and instead it was actually grind up stone. Uh, the coffee was, so he, he lied about that, and uh, then it was of course the, the council uh, liked that. They liked rocks and stone and stuff. So mm-hmm. They uh, so they accepted it. So they uh, so the coffee was introduced you know, uh, b- by the approval of the council along Paris. And uh, of course, it was later. Everyone found out that, that his, the coffee was not made of rock, you know, after all. Uh, but now they're all addicted, so, you know, <laughs> even though. The whole council of the bears, they know it's not rocks, you know, but they can't go back now because they are probably the most addicted of all of them, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, nice that's, um, that's how coffee was introduced and uh, why I had to lie and why it's still accepted in the dwarves so room.:
0: Coffee is still a thing. Still a thing for dwarves,
3: <laughs> even though everyone, no one's allowed or no one, no one says that it's not rocks. Because then the, the whole illusion would be shattered. And <laughs> so officially
0: immodated. they're drinking like, uh, Grinded rocks.
3: No, they're drinking coffee, but they pretend. No, officially. They oh, officially. Yeah. That, that's yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh oh so it's it's
1: officially they they know it's they know it's not but <laughs> yeah but they but they're yeah, going
2: to yeah. keep on they're going to keep on fake newsing it. Yeah, as, <laughs> <laughs> as long as no one says
0: the you know fact the, about it, then uh, yeah they're safe. Nice. I wonder how it uh, goes if some some visitor uh, comes to visit and they're like, "Would you like some uh, ground rock?" <laughs> uh, and they're like, ah, "I don't know." And then they see it's like a brown liquid and like, "Oh, that's coffee." No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's the uh, get a- him. <laughs>
3: yeah, I guess plenty of traders have been killed. You know, for- trader or traitor? Well, I guess that's the same thing, really.
0: Yeah. When it comes to if a trader comes with coffee, then he would be a traitor, wouldn't he?
3: Well they have to get the copy from somewhere, eh? But that's look, you just have to keep their they just have to keep their mouth shut right as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. It's like a collective uh, illusion uh, Yeah. Selective so, uh, what would you call that?
3: It's proper nineteen eighty four. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, what do right, you call cool. it double speak now? Like
3: uh, when a what do you call that? When like a lie becomes a fact kind of thing.
0: From nineteen eighty four the novel. <laughs> I got record it. I thought the dwarves were like very, uh, I mean, this is a bit of a chink in the armor for their integrity, isn't it?
3: Yeah, but you have to remember they are very conservative, you know, so this would never have passed if they knew the truth. They were lied to and but now they're too late because they're addicted. Mm-hmm. They're also wearing, you know, as, just as they can be addicted to gold. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with the uh, caffeine. It's mm. a thing.
0: The Shows dwarves are, they're not, not as uh, perfect as we thought they were. No, 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 they're not, they're not very perfect
3: at all. I mean, they have plenty of weaknesses, but not in the physical uh, sense, you know, when it comes to it. They can, they can take a bullet easily. Yeah, you know, they, they just have run. an addictive personality. Actually. Yeah, yeah, that's
0: the thing. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. So did you write that down, Jeff?
1: Uh, I, I've got it recorded, so I can listen to it over and over. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Cool. Uh, basically, so, what I heard is they're they're addicts. Yeah, it surprised
0: me a bit. I thought they were like well, coffee addicts
1: Stone. I thought they were very yeah dedicated,
0: stone hearted. Um, <laughs> uh, Lars knows better than us, so I uh, guess so we'll just have to take yeah. his word for it. Oh, yeah. it was probably down in the in the mines <laughs> or the archives to, to
1: check this out. Well, the best part of waking up is a little stone in your cup, is what I just told. So. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's what they say.
0: Yeah. Uh, cool. Sweet. And uh, with that, I guess we transition into the, the actual uh, hobby-related uh, stuff?
1: I guess so. Yeah, I
0: mean, I guess...
1: Do you think people want to hear about Kings of War?
0: I don't know, maybe. I think we can just not. call it there. Just, I mean, just skip think,
2: it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's what they, well,
1: they, they already got what they tuned in for.
0: Come join our tournament, Conquest. Conquest takes place at the Anchor Hotel in Oslo between the 11th and 13th of January. The Friday is an optional team event which goes in the evening and the main event is on the Saturday and Sunday. Conquest was Norway's biggest Kings of War tournament last year and we hope to grow even bigger. We have a bar and you can even bring your beer to your gaming table. Check out our website conquest.2d6.no That's conquest.2d6.no Hope to see you there.
1: So you guys had some games recently,
0: uh, multiple
1: yeah. within one week.
0: Believe it uh, or not, with pictures to prove it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, we uh, and uh, even before that, I had uh, even made a small battle report with uh, our friend V Dog mm. and, uh, and Thomas you? Ba. Uh, posted that up on YouTube, um, uh, and uh, yeah, I didn't play. I just spectated really and, and made the video. I guess someone had to hold the camera. So. Yeah, because usually when we do it, uh, you know, we have to take turns holding the camera. It's a bit of a yeah, of a like a ball leg to make a video about yeah. report. Yeah? <laughs> so much work. And your camera work is uh, not great. So. <laughs> Yeah, well, <laughs> it's best if I just do the whole thing. <laughs> no, he wants to was... get all
1: the right angles for the money shot.
0: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's on YouTube. You can go there and check it out. Uh, uh, but we also played a couple of games. Uh, I actually took notes because my memory is uh, notoriously bad when it comes to remembering uh, stuff. Um, <laughs> when my memory's bad when it, beco- it comes <laughs> to remember It has other good, no, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like details. Uh, like I can never recall, like like what, what which scenario we played or like uh, uh, no. yeah, what happened during the game. I, I'm blank. I, Don't uh, worry. When it comes to me remembering thing, my memory is ace. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll rely on you for these. Uh... I have some notes, though. I think I think Fred's number one like
1: phrase that he says during your podcast is "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: oh, yeah, like I didn't remember. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I'm good with like big. Uh, I remember the big things, and uh, not so great with the details, like the penis, like the penis. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we, we had our first game. Uh, it was last Wednesday, I think. And uh, we played then the, My Orcs versus Largest Goblins. Combat Goblins, yeah. Self-nerf. Combat Goblins. Self nerfed. <laughs> and uh, for those who are interested, we played the map number six.
1: Did you use the yeah. generator? There's a really cool website that'll give you a map generator. Yeah, we're fine. I yeah, can refer money, you to time. it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have a link calm, for I that in the, in the show notes. We'll have
0: a show notes, yeah, with uh, <laughs> lots of links to that page. And uh, we used it with a uh, double length obstacles, which is a recent uh, brainchild of mine uh, to just in- increase the amount of like obstacles. So, and mm-hmm. so, um, so we it's just to put like two pieces of obst- obstacle because there's usually just one like one length. So just double yeah. up on that, so it becomes like uh, I would say like eight eight to ten inches uh, when those fences. Yeah, in our club, yeah. Yeah, know. so they just cover up a bigger part of the table. Um, I think like obstacles just are see...
1: pivotable, or, or pivotal pieces because you yeah. really do need them. And I'm, I'm a fan of like three obstacles per table or something like that, but having like maybe mm-hmm. smaller ones that are like five or six inches or even like a couple that are five or six inches and then one that's only like two or three inches, but you place it somewhere like strategic where you can
0: force people to come through it you know yeah because that was um that was my first thought that i wanted this 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 little house rule that uh, after you generate the map then each player gets an extra obstacle yeah that's Uh, basically what we do okay cool because um we tried that for a little bit but it was easy just for me when i placed the map to just say uh, it's double length obstacles so because uh, not everyone not not believe it or not not everyone loves my house rules all the time <laughs> that's so weird. Um, that's true i got less uh, resistance when i just out uh, place double length obstacles instead of forcing them to place an extra one kind of Thanks. um and what i also did is i made these uh, little cards like uh, the, this this magic the gathering card generator oh right that you yeah can get Um, because what we're trying to do is to uh, slightly you know how many people are always saying that shooting is too good Um, and it seems like whatever you do to make shooting worse it's always someone who thinks it's still too good Um, which
1: is surprising to me like I just don't I mean I I, I see that said often but we really don't see it win anything like it'll win Mm. a game It'll win two games, but it doesn't win tournaments out here. Uh, but I mean, obviously not okay. everything is a tournament, but uh, we, uh, it, it's just funny because everybody was just like all oh, masters this year, this last year, it was like, oh, everybody's going to see so much shooting and stuff. And the people that brought the shooting lists didn't do mm-hmm. great. Like uh, they did, they, they won, they won their games and they ran in their kryptonite and got stomped, you know?
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, it's not that dominating here either. It's just but, easy, um, right?
1: Like it's just like sit back, throw dice at people, and it's less. Yeah, thought I guess process. it's
0: it's more the sitting back part. I think that that uh, I just wanted to to address a little bit. So mm-hmm. so these cards that I made, um, they are like uh, let's say one of the forests gets. Uh, well, we we randomize and we and uh, choose a forest and then roll the dice and then it's two cards and, and one of the cards it makes the poison like uh, poisonous or like toxic fumes it's called uh, and uh, what happens is uh, um, well, you get minus one to hit if you're shooting out of the forest mm-hmm. so it's, it's like okay you can be in the forest and shoot but you'll, you'll be minus one to hit if you stay there well I think Whereas
1: you'll you'll be pleasantly surprised with some of the new stuff
2: Coming. okay <laughs> coming okay. for
0: coming for next year okay cool um we'll get back to that later maybe I don't <laughs> know. but and, and the other card is uh, oh, i called it like a serpent bite or something mm-hmm. what, serpent uh, pit yeah serp- uh, serpent serpent burrow, burrow or something <laughs> <laughs> it, anyway it's it's like <laughs> if, if a unit uh, is con- uh, touching at, uh, like just touching the forest uh, at the end of its move phase uh, it it suffers d six hits, like on their own defense. So you can stand in that forest with your shooters and shoot out. But for every turn you stay there, you will you will take some small hits. And most shooters are like defense three, so they will take more damage uh, on average compared mm-hmm. to like a fighting unit. Um, so we use these cards, and uh, and it was usually me who got the. The, the tail end of the of the bargain because mm-hmm. uh, Lars doesn't have any shooting, uh, oh. a couple of lightning bolts. But I had and your orcs old...
1: just were just crazy, just drenched in in shooting attacks,
0: right? No, I have <laughs> my new, my brand new ogre allies. Oh. Uh, so Cheater. yeah, so in my I had this troop, no reg- regiment is called the small the the three ogre shooters um I was deploying them and I was like okay I know the forest has like poison snakes in it but it's still such a good uh like advantageous position so I, I still want to put them in there because they have a good view and they ignore the forest when they're in it and all that so I still put them in but I think they accumulated like six damage
1: you something. were saying it was
0: D three hits, and then you had to roll the wound. Yeah, D six hits. Okay, D six. Okay. And then you roll to wound to damage on the roll on the defense. So <laughs> something average, you could you have maybe get. done
1: there is like have it be um, uh, uh, if you don't move when you're in the forest, right? Like, like if you're just gonna stand there, yeah. then you could take those hits. But if you if you issue a move command, you know, it's still minus no, one to hit. it you know? could be
0: a could be a tweak. Yeah. So, in any case, these guys over time got so damaged that I actually ran them out. I decided to charge them out because they were approaching a critical like six or seven damage. Fucking snakes! Get these snakes off these <laughs> motherfucking ogres! Like and Indiana Jones' worst nightmare, and yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was really cool. It, it made me think like I want to stand here and shoot, but I'm plunking like one damage every turn. And if I got unlucky, I got like two damage. I was like, "Oh fuck it! I'm going out! I'm charging out!" <laughs> Luckily,
3: of here. you realized that ogres. <laughs> are pretty good at fighting even though (laughs) they shoot Lars uh... is
1: sitting there laughing because you're shooting his goblins (laughs) and he doesn't care and (laughs) you're doing more damage to yourself by staying in the forest
0: (laughs) yeah it was very uh, yeah he didn't really uh, suffer any (laughs) <laughs> Which is me, but uh, it wasn't too overpowered. But I like this sort of because um, I I know some of my local players too. They really love these sort of card effects, and but they they need it to be very visual. So if you have a card that it's, it's not too advanced and it says right. like in clear writing what it does, then they they really like it. Yep. But if it becomes like very convoluted and weird, then then it becomes a negative.
1: Yeah, I just think you need a point of reference to remind you that so people don't like, oh, well, I didn't realize that it did this or I wouldn't have done it, it, it," you know. mm -hmm, So, yeah, that's that's part of having magical terrain and everything. And that's, you know, part of the good and bad. I think it's fun because it adds a little bit more, you know, fluff to the table and, you know, maybe some positive or negative effects for, you know, Mm -hmm. going to a certain side of the table. Maybe it can, you know, change
0: your deployment, you know, so. Indeed. And also, um, we made a, a couple of other cards, so it doesn't affect the terrain in itself. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, you, you you roll up. There are two cards that are made, and each player just rolls off to see which of those two cards they get. Uh, and one of it is called Witch's Curse, which you basically, place, this is after deployment, by the way. Uh, you place it on any unit, like en- on, on the enemy unit, and that unit uh, suffers the curse or wh- whatever, mm-hmm. and they can't they can't do anything during turn one. Okay. So they they kind of uh, I don't know, they get the shits or something. Yeah, and they, can't, they all can't have to, to go
1: to the outhouse. <laughs> they forgot to go to the bathroom before getting to the yeah. field. Because <laughs> I had
0: a had a similar card like back in the days uh, in the old game, but there they had rules for like reinforcements. Yeah, re- so they, late ca- deployment. Yeah. yeah, the card basically said choose one unit that gets sent out into like reinforcements. Right. But here I was like, yeah, I'll just have to make it not do anything. So uh, um, uh, Lars played that card on my boomer horde. In oh, this game. <laughs> oh so what the! So I was dick. like, "Fuck!" They're standing there. <laughs> wanted to go and shoot, and they just couldn't move all first turn. Uh, but it still didn't feel too bad because they didn't get injured or anything. They just kind of stood there. So starting from my turn two, then they automatically are back like full effect, and and then I started the game. It was just a small setback, sort yeah. of. Um, and uh, that's pretty that's...
1: common out here. We always have like our own house-made. Uh, um scenarios usually in the south so we always you always show up to a different tournament and every tournament's got completely different scenarios with some random stuff in it and Mm. we like it because honestly we only play out of the book for when we travel to other regions or for masters and that's pretty much it yeah. but it gets you to think outside the box and makes you a better player because you're constantly having to adapt to these new scenarios and mm-hmm. you know you have to bring an army that will a- be able to survive and do well within those scenarios so no matter what you bring even if it's a really crazy kill army it may not mean shit you know
0: yeah exactly so the the ability to punish them if they have like one super unit or something you can just sort of say ah well yeah, you brought the super unit but uh, it's gonna Basically, not do anything. You, you can't move or anything, so it gets a little bit hampered. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other card, which is the last of those two, is called Broken Artifact, which is uh, kind of what it says. Uh, you temporarily dis like break an artifact, an enemy, enemy artifact. Nice. Um, so I used Which didn't my... do
1: shit because Lars didn't take any artifacts. <laughs> well,
0: the, here's the thing. Uh, he did use the Inspiring artifact. Yeah, That's true. I yeah. So what happened was... I, I used my card on, on his Inspiring good. Uh, yeah, a whiz with um, the... What, yeah. What's it called? Inspiring Talisman? So whiz with the Inspiring Talisman. So I broke that. And the rules is like it's broken for the first turn. But starting from turn two, you can roll a dice. And on the four plus, it comes back. Uh, but what happened is I... Uh, I uh, I really focused my shooting on a troll regiment nearest that to that inspiring wizard. Ah, and, nice. Um, and the, Lars had, had a little bad luck in getting back like back activated. I think you failed at least once, so yeah, it didn't come back and until like four, turn three or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so in turn two, I had uh, some damage on your trolls, and I rolled an eleven, mm. and I was like, ah, they're they're routed but then uh, loves like no nah, inspiring but then i pointed to like the car and said no nah, it's broken it's broken <laughs> <laughs> but what happened was yeah, he was like oh shit and then he noticed he had this sort of flagged yeah, I moved him in there for some reason. It was very weird. I don't understand
3: why I had my two it, inspiring next it, to each other. He had his <laughs> in there, and he didn't mean to.
0: So he like he saved him on it. accident. Yeah, he saved him. I was like, fuck. <laughs> so it it actually worked, kind of. You know, I I broke his inspiring, focuses my shooting, and they got routed on an eleven, but I, I had to re-roll it thanks to this other goblin. So uh, they survived anyway. So. But it was cool that it could, like, theoretically work. Yeah. Um, But did you remember how Meanwhile,
1: Lars broke your brew of sharpness, and...
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't have a lot of items either. Brew of... I think you broke my brew of speed. That was... um, No, that was the next game, wasn't it? Because we only got one of these each. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, of course, this game, you you stopped my boomers from moving, yeah. But uh, do, do you remember... Something from the game? Did you? Who won it? I won, of course. Of course,
3: yeah. As no. <laughs> usual, that's all I remember. That's all yeah. I need to remember.
0: <laughs> well, at least I got all this stuff. Uh, we kind of played it to test now, these cards and stuff. Yeah, I think uh,
3: the it was a funny way that the, um, the snakes borrow snake borrow or mm-hmm. whatever, and uh, that was kind of funny because you made it as like an anti-shooting deployment thing, yeah. but it had a lot this, because we ended up fighting in that forest. I think.
1: Had He's a like, of I'm to... gonna, st- I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a roadblock in front of your shooting unit to force to stay yep. in
0: there. But I think that's what you did because yeah. when I charged you, so I was still in the forest. When I bounced back, I was, yeah. I was in the forest, but you kind of parked on the outside. So I was counter charging still, and, and yeah. then you know, it's the rule set. End of the move, phase, you take damage. So I, I declare a counter charge. End of the move, face I take damage, and then that is. <laughs> <laughs> was weird one, it? <laughs> yeah, it's like you just held me in a burning house, or like, a, like get a, back in there. Yeah, <laughs> but that was pretty cool. But did you mention that there was some hill cards as well, wasn't there? There were. I just thought I wouldn't uh, use too much time. Yeah, I also made a card called a Scree Slope, which I think was actually a terrain from from the old olden days. Um, so that's a hill, and yeah, the hill makes you hindered basically if you touch it. It was funny okay. because you also made a card that just said Normal normal Hill. Yeah, and I made the Normal Hill and That was the first card he showed me. <laughs> even, look at this. What am I looking at? Look at like a Normal yeah. Hill. If... Look at these cards I made, Lars. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck's this Normal Hill? Was... Shaking it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, there was a change even on the Normal Hill, and that was that uh, it said units on this hill do not ignore uh, troops which are Equal or lower height than the hill for ignoring uh, cover. I kind of wrote in that I didn't because want the sh- you know the shooting platform rule. So it's really more just a mound.
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I had that in there. But yeah, Lars won this game, and thereby started my new losing streak. Yeah. Kickstarted that. Yeah. So uh, one in the streak, and then we played again uh, last Friday, I think it was. Mm. We played map number 20. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> this time, no double... obstacles. Yeah, <laughs> we played the double obstacles and we played the special cards. And this mm-hmm. time, uh, you broke my Brew of Haste. Yeah, on the gore riders. Right? Yeah, so they have a it really, it's... it wasn't that important, of course, because you have speed 10 near. you Silly yeah. cavalry, but I had to break something. It, it breaking the speed the brew of haste can also be kind of critical in those first couple of rounds when you're trying to get like, you know, let's say if you face equal speed cavalry and your brew of haste was the was the thing giving you the edge, like your nine versus eight or something. Mm. And you break that, it's like, oh shit, I need to get it back on so I can like outpace the enemy unit. Uh, but it didn't really matter much. And I broke your inspiring talisman again, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but
3: she didn't do anything. And
0: once again, the the forest closest to me became this damage dealing forest. <laughs> uh, so yeah,
3: yeah, I think I had an epic moment in that game as well. Turn one. Oh, my turn fuck. one. Yeah. Can we? Yeah, let's just do largest epic moment right now. <laughs> but, but I'm not sure if I want to tell it because it actually it, it kind, of, kind of shatters the illusion that I have combat goblins. Because I actually oh, yeah. had a little bit of shooting in my combat I Oh, I <laughs> the tiniest,
0: the tiniest amount of shooting. The warbo of Kaaba destroyed a unit. I did <laughs> oh, not have that one actually. I but, did see Andy Ransom, he shamed you a bit. Yeah, too, yeah I was shamed. Because he them, said man. like, I have combat goblins and you were like, yeah, combat goblins for life. And he <laughs> said, no, no, this is zero shooting. And you're like, oh, I have like two Wiz and a Sniff a snip, a troop of Sniffs and that's it. <laughs> but yeah just tell it it's uh yeah I mean, we all know you prefer combat goblins yeah
3: so, so but i have a little bit of shooting yeah, which is uh mostly for fun um and this troop of, of sniffs they're just uh they're just running up there and just you know i was thinking just i just gonna i just shoot at something because they never do anything they never they never manage to hit you know anything so <laughs> just i just roll the dice i always do and, but uh, you did
0: say, like for fun, I'm gonna one-shot your boomer horde. Yeah. So, so I target the boomer horde with the troop of snips. We like, both laughed, like, yeah, yeah, like that's gonna yeah, happen. Like
3: seven attacks hitting on fives. Yeah. So I roll, and uh, I think I like hit on all of them, or uh, or like maybe. Pretty much, uh, yeah. Almost all of them, and then I wound
0: on, like it yeah, take like five wounds or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like seven out of seven. I think it was like 100% hit. Yeah, and wow. then you did like a 70% damage. Yeah, and then I rolled a um, lightning bolt
3: uh, Yeah, and I also had a
0: lightning bolt and th- that one did well as well. did a couple of wounds, yeah. yeah. And then we were looking at like, oh my god, you just need like a, um It wasn't that amazing, was it? I only took away like 5 wounds I think total, it can't be more than that. I think, I think I you made 7 damage yeah. with, between oh, yeah. those. And I was like, oh shit. Well they they don't have inspired because they're you know they're they're allies. LICN. So well if you roll uh, you know a ten then they're gone. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a ten, now I can't recall, but I think it's a ten or something like that. And yeah. of course he gets it. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So <laughs> and just... I was like, shit <laughs> remove
3: that horde of boomers per- turn one.
0: Turn one, and... and I hadn't had my turn yet. Yeah. It was uh, pretty amazing. Pretty epic. And uh, <laughs> the fact that you said, like, I'm going to one-shot this horde, and we, we laughed about it. Like, oh, Sniffs are so bad. They're so bad. And then all of a sudden, oh, <laughs> Fred's like, Fred's yeah.
1: like, no more Allied Boomers. Not worth yeah. it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I got really... He's really like, I need some Allied like, Sniffs. Yeah, I need some Allied Inspiring. <laughs> that's what I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was good one. Yeah, I think that's the coolest thing that happened in our game, so... Nice. We can round off at that, I guess. Yeah, well, mostly played to show off those cards, really, and yeah, to play test um, a bit, and uh, yeah,
1: add some and, adds some fun, extra, you
0: know, depth to it and stuff, and yeah. And now we can pretend like we always play like at least one game a week, and often two. <laughs> yeah, all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, we usually yeah. get we usually get at least one in a week, but. Uh, we we'd been playing Dead Zone and now we uh, I got in a game this last week. Uh, my buddy's trying to get his um, his salamanders done up in time for the Alamo tournament, so he's trying to figure out his stuff. And I've been just playing this really fun themed uh, Forces of Nature list and a mm. uh, little, little bit out of the little little more out of the box stuff. And it's it's funny how how much. When you're trying to learn a new army, how you can get in your own head and totally trip your, yourself up. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> he's, he's he's playing salamanders, but he's he had this he has this whole idea when he came to the table of how he was going to deploy, and it didn't matter what I was going to do, and and didn't matter what the table was going to look like. And so he just put all of his stuff on one side and put one <laughs> unit all the way on the other to be like, "Ooh, look at me!" You know. So mm-hmm. it, the problem was he he should have flipped everything to the exact opposite sides because he put all the stuff in this where all this impassable was and he couldn't. He just basically <laughs> funneled himself. And I'm just like, "All right, cool. You can bounce off my stone elementals literally forever." I think he killed like two units at, <laughs> and I tabled him. It, it oh was, yeah. It was just one of he- those where he, just, he yeah. had a, had a, had the plan going into it and then, you know, he just got punched in the face and then the plan fell to pieces. <laughs> you know, he just, he <laughs> he had the plan, but he didn't even bother looking at the board because he just had the plan already, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I know the feeling. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, I have to deploy these together at all costs. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. these go together, there's a battle uh-huh. group. And those bi- the, the whole battle group uh, way of thinking can really mess you up. Yeah, it ruined you for like oh, a year yeah. or something. Yeah. It felt so <laughs> yeah, smart. And then I just it's like, don't oh. have
1: battle group stuff. I just, like, I'll have two or three units that are designed to play together, but the whole rest of my army is just, you know, I do do whatever, put it wherever I want, put it wherever I need it type of thing. I don't, yeah. I don't waste my time with like, oh, I've got to have this battle group. They have to be deployed together. That's how they work. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I think we we, we started just doing battle groups because it's it's felt like a smart way to, to do things, mm-hmm. and then we also gradually got out of it sort of. But it was a mm-hmm. cool thing to do. When, yeah, when we I think it's new. a
1: crutch when you're like a newer player, right? You feel like yeah. safe when you're you're like, oh, I know how this is gonna work together, yeah. and it's like it feels it feels like. Familiar, it feels safe, you know what they can and can't do. But mm-hmm. it also it also puts you in a pigeonhole of like I have to play these right here, and if one goes yeah. down then the other one is useless and you don't have backup strategies, so
2: Exactly,
0: yeah. Cool. You know. so. But yeah. That was games. Yeah.
1: Games so, and hobby. Yeah, and games and hobby. <laughs> you guys been you guys been doing any hobby? Uh, other other than mm-hmm. you've almost finishing your orcs? <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I have no more than, than that.
3: Too. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I actually did some because um, yeah, I got uh, Fred bought me some Milliput, or I, I paid for it. Uh, <laughs> Fred but, yeah, bought uh, it, but I paid for it. <laughs> 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 I got reimbursed. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I started to work on my command group goblin command group with, yeah. like a uh, flag it. Oh and boy. A, here we go a little bodyguard <laughs> That's my that's my because I'm uh, you know, I'm all I'm all in now for like having command groups in third edition. So yeah, make think... a note of this. Uh... I thought it was pretty cool. I thought I listened to the episode. I thought it was a pretty cool little idea. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was making one, so man. Making one. In.
3: Yeah, just you know to <laughs> showcase it.
0: You got to give him a nudge if he's, he's wasting his time <laughs> or not. <laughs> yeah, we
1: have stuff that's like that uh, out here. Like we'll usually have like um, like certain tournaments. We'll have, you know. I think you heard the. Um, manager and stuff for TNT, and then you've got, yep. uh, you know, these like Alamo will have some kind of giant or whatever, which is just, you know, whatever you want to put on a 50 millimeter base, call it what you want, and then they oh, yeah, have, sure. you know, a, a, a thematic, you know, 50 millimeter, you know, battle group thing, or, mm-hmm. or Bayou has that. So I think that there's a lot of. There's a lot of use for those kinds of things either which way. So and they they even look really cool. Like if you wanted to use it as um, an allied like war machine or something. So like let's say you know you wanted to use it as like a goblin um, you know rock thrower or something like that, or you you could use it as you know thematically Mm. you could have it like oh they're calling down you know flying. Goblins that blow up, you know, and yeah. uses as use as a rock thrower or something. So.
0: That's true. So, uh, what's the, what's the look of this model you're going for? Is it like a standard bearer on a, on a yeah, mount, on a um, small rock or something? Or? It's a
3: mantic standard bearer from the from the set, the mantic set with a bigot and a whiz and a, oh. a flagget in it, like in a blister pack. Cool. Uh, and I changed a little bit on his face, and I, yeah, I used a bit of the milliput, obviously, to fix fix it, I guess. And then I found an old Games Workshop goblin, one of those night goblins, and I read it him a little bit. Yeah. And uh, and the flag is standing on top of a big big rock. So there's going to be mm-hmm. a little little withered tree tree there and stuff. A
1: little diorama going yeah. on.
3: It might oh, yeah. be kind of
1: cool to have that be like a. Uh, exceptional base size BSB with the banner of the Griffin or something, so you get rally in that area, and then the BSB. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's what I was thinking. Using it something like that, mm. you know. In, anyway, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's also just good to get the old millipet out and you know do something I haven't done in a while. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. make sure it doesn't dry up. Oh, you know what would be really cool? Yeah. You could do
1: it. You could do a king. You could do like a goblin king on foot with the with the. So he'd be inspiring. And then you could give him the banner or of the griffin, and then give him a bow, so he could
3: shoot people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he, so, he has yeah. a bow
1: already, doesn't he? The king, goblin king, I think, comes with a bow, doesn't he?
3: Yeah, the the at least the bigot uh, has a bow. Yeah, yeah. I sure think the king. Does. I think the king comes with it, and then, then you so, could yeah, then
1: I you know. could be a non combat goblin army because you've got a bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: And I can shoot Fred, and, and even more. Nice. <laughs> cool. So how did you like that, because uh, you usually used only the brown millipid before, but yeah. now I, um, I bought the yellow, or the, is it called standard grey, I think yeah, it's standard, called? Yeah, standard grey. And me, the so. white one.
3: Yeah, and the yeah, super fine or yeah. whatever that's called. you want to share your experiences on those? Uh? Yeah, I mean, uh, because usually the, the standard one is where it's kind of sticky, because the terracotta one is not sticky at all. So it's a bit difficult to get on flat. If something is flat, it's, it you could slide off. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a bit sticky. So what I used to do, I I mixed a bit of, of green stuff with the brown one, and then it became sticky. And uh, you know that's that's how I got around it earlier. Yeah. But now I can just use the standard one, I guess. Oh yeah. Uh, which uh, and it, it's not as because when you as soon as you get a lot of water on the on uh, the brown one, it, it gets really. Wet and slippery, yeah, but uh, yeah the yellow one doesn't doesn't do that, so it's a little bit different, and I liked it, uh, and the' super fine one I haven't used it that much, and I wasn't super impressed, but I think I'm just using the wrong tools I think I just have to mm. I think I just have to figure out how to use it properly
0: yeah, I've never tried the white one, so I'm have, I have no yeah, clue. it's
3: very very dry, sort of, uh, which is a good thing when you're going to do details mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I just have to get some new tools and just experiment
0: with it. Mm. I do recall when working with the brown milliput that you could, uh, I could like be almost done with something, and then it mm. would kind of slip, slip yeah. off, yeah. and like ruin everything. That would be, be the worst. <laughs> it's really, it could be really annoying. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess it's a good uh, medium than the standard yellow or standard grey. Yeah, I
3: liked it. I like the consistent
0: consistency of it. So. Mm. That's pretty good. Cool. Cool stuff. I guess that uh, rounds up the games and hobby segment, Jeff. Sure. Unless Jeff has on
3: uh, No, I think
1: know. I think I'm good. I've been I've been so busy with <laughs> rules committee stuff I haven't had a lot of time for hobby at all. at all. No, it's not a hobby. It's a job. <laughs> 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 yeah, so um, yeah. So forums have been ablaze as of lately uh, with some uh, um, scenarios and questions and stuff like that for gameplay, lots of rules questions about um, uh, nimble charges and corkscrews and stuff like that. So kind of wanted to get into talking about that a little bit because there seems to be Two uh, ways of thought about it, and we keep on getting questions over and over and over and over about, you know, mm-hmm. hey, can I? Is this charge legal? Is this charge legal? I'm nimble. Can I go around this? How does this work? Why is this legal? You know, yeah. and for majority of them, it it's pretty straightforward that m- majority of them were legal and why it's legal, and and to shut down stuff like nimble charges is pretty difficult to do. But it's with the intention it like it's intentional, like nimble's supposed to represent that you're you know very quick and think think on your feet and you know you're you're a cut above you know your standard you know everyday units that are just kind of slogging forward so mm-hmm. um two things came up recently uh where you know a nimble corkscrews and be just corkscrews in general and you know people just feeling like corkscrews are they're everybody's in two camps it seems like it's i think corkscrews are bullshit and they should never be allowed under any circumstance at any you know they're, they're they should not be part of the game and then there's people who are just like well it's the next level of the game it's being able to foresee the corkscrew two turns in advance and setting it up so that I can bait you into charging me, so that I can get this corkscrew, um, and and you know that it's uh tactical depth to it. Um, so just kind of was, you know, in your guys' play experience and trying to get the feel from your area. I know how it is over here, but wanted to get your guys' thoughts on just 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 corkscrews in general, and then we can get to the
0: nimble portion of it. Okay have any immediate thoughts yeah well the only
3: thing is the course you can feel wrong but i'm not sure if it's it's wrong (laughs) i'm not not sure about it it's one of those things where i don't really experience it that much against me and i'm not really looking for them either because you know i'm a terrible player so i don't know if i'm the best one to really comment on it but
0: but i'm sure you're a bit like me that even if I see a corkscrew, I'm, I usually don't try to take it. Yeah, because it I... often comes with this little argument like, "What really can you do that?" Yeah, because you know, I can technically yeah. pull it off here because of this and that. Because it is a bit gamey, so, yeah, so you
3: will you will get that discussion. But also, I you know, when I play, which is pretty stupid, but I I usually role play, you know, in my in like my head. So I was sort of like thinking like, okay, but that would they wouldn't do that, you know, mm-hmm.
0: and stuff like that. Like <laughs> What do, do you like, mean when you say do you mean like you dress up in an outfit and like <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: No, you know, I think like what would a, what would a giant do? What would a giant dwarf do here? Would he just counter
0: charge or would he run around this unit? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But... Um yeah, so as you can tell, it's not that uh, often that it kind of comes up, uh, but when it does come up, it's usually very important. It can it can really sw- easily swing a game uh, when it's like it, it feels like if two equal equal armies are are fighting, it's often the army which gets a corkscrew who kind of wins it because uh, that uh, it, it feels like a free flank charge. Because I I just In my head it's always a flank charge when if we're talking corkscrew Mm -hmm. then that's what i'm yeah majority of of the time that's what i think you're gonna run into um and i I do recall if i've played with new players and uh and uh it it, it's kind of been like a a nasty surprise on them if i if i did a corkscrew uh i remember because i actually used to have a positive winning streak against iwin uh, but that was only because he was new and i pulled like some shenanigans on him with uh with the stuff like that it wasn't technically a corkscrew every time but it was these situations where maybe you have a horde and you charge it in and you just clip like a millimeter or two on the corner it's like it looks really weird, and it's like, right, like do all of those get to strike? yeah,, I know it looks weird, but it's in the rules, sort of you know those kind of situations mm-hmm. uh, of course, there
3: is a bit like that, is that when when you just turn away from something you're fighting and then into some someone else if yeah I guess it could feel a little bit weird
0: because it, it it's really hard to get rid of it because it's it's so. Uh, and I know probably many TOs have tried, and maybe the RC have tried to, like, what can we do if we do want to get rid of it? How? Because it, it's so deep in the core rules of the game, mm. with, the, with the way the bounce back works and the way you move. and uh, So it's almost impossible to get it out um, without impacting so many other rules. Um, I guess the thing that gets me is that it feels like like a time machine or like they have this portion of speed or something because they, they they're able to pivot charge someone else while they're kind of fighting this other unit like mm-hmm. thematically but still they're able to like f- ignore those guys it, it feels like time freezes you know like a, like 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 a wizard cabin and said like or like harry potter like <laughs> <What>? stop time <laughs> uh, stop yo <time-yo."> right <laughs> And it's like, okay, time has stopped, great. We're going to turn around, and we're going go to these guys' flanks, we're going to kill them, and then we're going to reform, or like change facing, and then we're back to where we were, and it's all good. And all that happens kind of before the enemy unit gets a chance to, 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 to stab, and and they were, they were kind of exchanging blows just a second before. Um, sure. So maybe what I think is pretty... Uh, if there was some way to deny them the chance to change facing afterwards, that would yeah. make me feel better. Yeah, but that's kind of what
1: I was gonna lean towards there. I was gonna, yeah. I was gonna bring it around that. So,
0: um, I don't know how to get that in there without. I mean, you know, because yeah. how can you put in? How can you write a rule that says like, if you do a corkscrew, then you're not allowed to change facing? You know, it's, it's, right. it's What are we going to do with this Harry Potter coming in and ruining the game?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, I've uh, been playtesting a couple ideas and stuff like that. But um, I mean, me personally, I the corkscrew stuff for me kind of um, represents. I guess it's just a different frame of mind because, like, whereas you see it as like. Okay, I've just been fighting these guys, and now I'm gonna just not go, not fight them, and go over here and fight. Like in, a, I'm just thinking in a battle, like if you have your wits about you and you see a more obvious target that's getting ready to come past you and go get your buddies, and you have the capability to just go over and smack smack them because you see what's gonna if they penetrate your line that you're you yeah. Know, you know. So I I could see it being like that. My other my other thought process is like if you do it, if you do it, uh, one way you could be like, okay, well, nimble units, they can still go around stuff. Cause it's supposed to be like, oh, I don't really care what you have to do about me. I'm nimble and I'm running around places and being fleet of foot. Then, you mm-hmm. know, only nimble units would be able to do it. Um, the other option I think is, you know, um, it's, it's probably not going to come in the nearby future, but you know, uh, Thought process on having a new rule. And, and there's... Okay, so I have two parts of this. So, uh, thought process on having a new rule that would be sort of like a taunt, or right? Or or mm-hmm. a, a enfeeble or something. Something to lock people in place that certain units would get new access to. So, if you got punched in the face by this unit, your only thing you can do next turn is, is counter charge or move away you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it's kind of like a taunt
0: or something like that it's it, kind of would... uh, like you got wavered but had
1: fury right exactly so um and then you know to introduce that as another layer so you still so both camps could be happy you could you could still be strategy wise you know you could push up your other unit knowing it wasn't going to get corkscrewed provided that you did a point of damage to this unit and you know they yeah. got you know, that kind of stuff. Um, there's a, mm-hmm. there's some ways to get around doing it, but I think as far as the nimble goes, like, nimble's supposed to represent something being smarter than or more fleet of foot than everything else around it. So yeah. I, think, I think when people get shocked by nimble charges, I don't know why it's so shocking because you're paying a shit ton of points to have the nimble portion of it. I get why, you know, the flyer thing was annoying for people. Um, that that can't see it coming ahead of time, um, but you know we gave it enough ways to be deleted because now you can you, you know you can knock fly off of stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. So, but you can't knock off nimble, but nimble still you're paying those units you're you're getting nimble on or you're paying a really premium price to have that sneakiness. And most most nimble units are don't have a lot of offensive attacks, right? Like, I mean. How many nimble units yeah. have more than ten attacks? You know, so.
0: Mm, yeah, sure. Because mm, I see the, I mean, the, the nimble part of it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure its primary use is to like get it into a Flanks. favorable position, like <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah, like in the move phase. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I guess the part that it works so well in, like, wilder fighting, I get. I can see why people feel like that's maybe that's not the primary uh like idea behind it uh, yeah i think it's supposed they, to be
1: like to weave through units you know what i mean like yeah, so, it's like I supposed to be yeah, able but, to weave but. yeah
0: maybe uh, i i don't know uh, like that's i guess that's the kind of the crux of the question like right. is it is it supposed to be just before going into melee or is it supposed to be like during melee right uh, I, I wouldn't mind if it if let's say for third edition nimble just got cheaper and also got stripped when disordered. I, w- I wouldn't mind that. Uh, yeah, I think that would be it, the
1: way you'd have to go about it if you were going to do that. Yeah,
0: Yeah, because then you would have... You 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 need to you would need to maximize your movements like with the nimble units and really take advantage to, to get a favorable position. But if you first go in, in, in a fight, then you're kind of the same as everyone else. Uh, I think I would prefer that, to really. I uh, think. Uh, or maybe have like a... Maybe that would be the base of Nimble, but then maybe someone could have like a super Nimble, (laughs) you know, like some monsters or something, and they could have this rule that, yeah, they're so big and strong that they don't care, they can just run out again. Different levels, uh, yeah, different levels of it, yeah. And that could be a more expensive version of, of Nimble. Yeah, all are um... all
1: of them are I think are good possibilities and stuff, or even just like like mm. I said, that ability to kind of taunt a unit and you can only counter charge or run away from it, and then you still get that same, you know, yeah. like intimidate or something like that. You know, where you've got oh, I've got to kill these guys because they just punched me in the face, and you know.
0: Yeah, because I feel like nimble. The coolest times we see nimble is is with like um, like halfling archers, for instance. Mm-hmm. They can like move around and they don't get penalties for shooting. Because they have, like, uh, <clears throat> that also, Nimble makes you not get the minus one to move, right? Good, yeah. Minus yeah. one uh, penalty yeah. for shooting. Yeah, for moving, yeah. Because I, I never play with those units. But uh, uh, I, I like those parts of Nimble. I think that's, that's the most flavor part of it for me. is like the move around, shoot without penalty, like the fleet of foot thing. Uh, I think I prefer it more outside of melee, really, than, than in Malay.
3: Okay. If you think about like light cavalry, you know, in historical sense, they wouldn't really go into combat, but they would ride really close and like you know throw spears or something. Mm-hmm. You know, but but that could be in Kings of War. There's nothing wrong in imagining that is actually what happened when when you know a regiment of flea bag riders you know ride close to someone and into combat. But right. maybe maybe they're actually not you know going into combat, but just you know throwing their uh, javelins or whatever mm-hmm. uh, at them. And then you know that, and then backing up, yeah, yeah. And then you know, then it would make more sense that they would actually make a nimble uh, charge next turn, you know, around yeah, that's them true. or something so, that. Yeah. like that. They, they're actually that that mobile that they can just, you know, they don't they don't act. They they are so mobile that they don't go. They don't connect in that way. Yeah, that's true. So, so
0: you're kind of defending that it could be that that could be used to kind of defend the fact that they kind of leave in combat again, that they, they weren't necessarily yeah. in combat. In combat to start yeah. with, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah so, well, point.
3: you know, if, if we need to justify it by imagining some, some sort of scenario, mm-hmm. you know, real-life scenario, I guess that's the closest I can think of anyway.
0: Yeah. And I don't think we're really strongly invested in this. I mean, I've never really had the game destroyed by... Either a corkscrew or a nimble corkscrew. I think the worst part with nimble was that nimble was put on some stuff that
3: I couldn't see the reason for why they had nimble, Mm -hmm. like the fall, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was kind of silly. I don't know if they even have nimble anymore. Were they did they lose it? Yeah, Yeah. they have
1: it, they just don't have Pathfinder. They had all of the rules Mm. previously, Mm. they had basically name it, they had it, so (laughs)
0: yeah, Uh, and I also. And Jeff, I know you love to do this. At least you did it in the past. Was to like uh, moonwalk monsters away, even if they were wavered, I, th- I think you spoke yeah. about that, mm-hmm. like uh, doing nimble tricks and backing up. Yeah. Um, uh, like uh, when 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 an, indiv- when an individual. Like just things like that, then I don't really like nimble. <laughs> right, like free spin yeah. back up, nimble pivot, and then I'm out of your front arc. I think those are the things I dislike about nimble. Really, yeah, that's probably the worst. Yeah, yeah, I
1: think that. I think that, that that to me, like the charges and stuff, uh, I don't. I don't. I don't have a problem with at all, but mm-hmm. it is, it feels gamey when you're like, oh, okay, uh, you attacked me, I think I'll just, and you wavered me, so I'll just go ahead and pivot and then I'll back up and yeah. be out of your charge arc, yeah. Yeah,
0: I think, uh, I don't know how to solve it, like, in game, uh, but yeah, I feel like things shouldn't be, I don't think anything should be able to escape the front arc like that, uh, you or have, have a solution know. for that. What?
3: Have a solution. What? Remove individuals. Yeah, we'll do we'll <laughs> back to that. Yeah,
0: that's on our wish list. We're going to get back to that. But um, just, uh, I don't know if Nimble should get stripped or not. Maybe it shouldn't, but maybe se- separate those rules out. Or maybe individuals maybe shouldn't have Nimble. They should just have some rules that only apply to them. Uh, but uh, yeah, I feel like at least when you go into combat, then you're, you're engaging. You're you're giving the ch- enemy a chance to fight back uh, but when, when you're just dodging around it's it's like it's like a non game um, yeah i could see that uh, my like like Canis has moonwalked out of front arc mm-hmm. so many times mm-hmm. and i think it's really hilarious when i do it but at the same time i get this feeling like it feels like that's not how it's supposed to work <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> Like um, yeah, because it, although I maybe tend to use this uh, this uh, fluff reason a lot, but I feel like there are in combat they are fighting, and suddenly he just goes poof, and then he's gone, <laughs> and then like, where would he go? He just
1: he just s- turns it, turns and then kind of like slinks away, like oh, I'm too cool <laughs>
0: for you. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and they're like, where did he go? Oh, my god, <laughs> so, yeah. right next to <laughs> he's <laughs> Like he's like he's right there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> You in our flank. Oh my god, reform, reform. Yeah. yeah so I think, like, um, I mean, maybe, I guess uh, the counter argument is that if, if everything just gets stuck in melee. Right, maybe then you're just will...
1: bashing against each other forever until
0: the end of time. Yeah, that's maybe, so maybe you could maybe make a case for it. That would be a bit more boring, and yeah, maybe it would, but um, yeah, I don't know. I... But see, then
1: again, you have another situation like that, right? Where, like, um, let's just say we had that. Uh, Rule that was like intimidate or something like that, right? Where you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, my big, my big dragon just came in and hit you, but he didn't kill you, you're like Anis or whatever. And then you're like, oh, I'm nimble, I'll back up. You Mm -hmm. know, it would, it would then again be like, oh, well, you've either got to go straight back or you can, um, or you have to countercharge me, you know, like that would yeah. be your options.
0: I definitely feel like at least uh, individual free pivot. I think that should be stripped when you when you get disordered or when you get uh, that you know that. Uh, oh yeah, for individuals. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So um.
1: Yeah, it should so be the... fun. I mean, we have a lot of stuff that we have to go through for third edition on that. So it'll yeah. be it'll be. You know, just kind of wanting to get people talking about it. And, yeah. I mean, everybody um, cares what the players want. You know what I mean? We want to make a game that's yeah. fair and fun, and you know what everybody wants to see out of it and stuff. And and sometimes yeah. you know no, you're not going to get everything you want because it's not what everybody wants. And you know, yeah, it's just this delicate think, um, balance.
0: I think there's, I mean, I'm sure, I don't think that's the most important thing to fix, sort of, the whole corkscrew, right. nimble corkscrew thing. It's uh, Sure, it can be annoying, but it's, I mean, first, it's very hard to actually fix, because uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's just lodged in there with the like, with the core mechanics. And second, I mean... It's hard to pull off as well. You have to, yeah, to send it. At least the nimble yeah. one is hard to pull off. I yeah. think it's easier to guard against the nimble one, because you can... Oh, yeah, just, uh, you absolutely. Can, you can, you can move stuff in, like, behind, so you, you, you would actually need three pivots to connect. Mm-hmm. Um, but the normal corkscrew, I mean, that's the one I see sometimes. I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a nimble corkscrew pulled off, or I saw it and I protected against it, sort of. Right. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's not on our top five things to fix, I think, uh, for for the game. Sure. <laughs> oh, So, yeah. We we leave it in your capable hands.
1: (laughs) 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 Did you guys uh, run into anything with the new spells and everything this year that uh, likes or dislikes on on that stuff? And, you know, what was the feedback on that with the new um, alignment-specific spells? And what do you guys think about that with being, you know, alignment-specific, and did you run into any issues with them? Because you know there was a huge, there's just this huge backlash of, oh my god, alchemist curse is gonna destroy the game, and da, da, da. it didn't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the only thing I've heard is that because you can ally in like cheap wizards, and they can also take it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard a good suggestion that maybe allied wizards cannot take those like new spells. Because sure. uh, I guess that's the only way to break it is, is to have some sort of ally in, lo- like cheap goblin wizards, or or I don't know who does it. Is it Rorda, maybe? Who have like halfling wizards? Yeah. Cheap okay. halfling wizards? Well, I mean, it seems person. like a
1: lot of the spell stuff becomes an issue when it gets spammed. So, if we yeah, can exactly. Fix, yeah. If we can fix it from being spammed, it's uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it becomes an issue to have different spells and you know add some versatility and stuff to it when it's when you don't spam something that's when mm-hmm. you know you kind
0: of have Yeah other than that I I've, I've never not had any bad feedback at all. I think people generally like the new spells. Uh like uh, I haven't really I haven't really faced them all myself uh uh, I mean, I, I used stealth a little bit with my orcs just for fun. To try yeah, and, that's uh, a
1: great spell, man. That's been yeah. very very helpful. I think, especially for its price point, I thought it was yeah re- really yeah. great.
0: And uh, I ran mind fog a little bit too, just to try those long range like pings on war engines. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like that because uh... so yeah, stealth and mind fog are the ones I've been trying out. From I've actually not tried Alchemist curse myself. Yeah, I mean either as not a fan. Yeah.
1: I don't I don't even think it's worth taking personally. But
0: No, I feel like you you I mean you 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 can solve that problem by having just troops with uh with a bit of punch. Yeah. Um, or just
1: have a whole army of defence three like I do and yeah. you'll be fine. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I, yeah, No. I'm just just cool. I think it was very positively received the whole the book. Yeah.
3: Yeah, but keep in mind that in at least in Norway we we don't really complain that much about the rules. I don't think. I mean, yeah. we have opinions, but I don't think people really are that kind of go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think the big complaint in Kings of Wars
0: uh, was the flying thing. Went back in the day. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that was like the main thing. Where yeah, it was only in like vanilla when we had people like st- strong opinions about. Uh like stuff like that and ever since the first like a Cock book came out it's all been really good uh, mm. so when the first book came out they fixed flying you know with the disorder and all that right and the people were like yeah, it is great and, like finally and now this came out and people were still like hey good good stuff so um you're on, you're on a really good roll i guess with the uh, clash kings book books uh <laughs> Yeah, I think mainly
3: the Kings of War is in a good place. I mean, it's not—it's not perfect, obviously, but you know, it's—we it, it, have done—we it's have played pretty, so much pretty close worse games, you know. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, that's the thing—is like playing for so many years and stuff. It's just like, all right, well, we all have a good idea of what is balanced and what we'd like to see out of it, and how mm-hmm. it—you know—how how to reach that goal. It's just. It's just funny because, like, everybody will complain to, like, blow up this huge, like, blow up about this wording of, like, two words (laughs) that make it sound different than what its intention is. (laughs) And then you've got, like, 167 comments on, like, really, guys? (laughs) <laughs> exactly. oh d- vicious do i have to do i have to roll <laughs> like
0: do i do i have to re-roll my wounds yeah because that actually like, came up now didn't it oh, and God. they rule that it, it's actually optional with elite and it says vicious? may yeah it says may yeah. <laughs> like, like how yeah, many times um, you're like no yeah, i don't really want to kill these guys
1: i don't i don't like being elite i think i'm gonna shut my elite down this turn <laughs> self nerfing, you know Self <laughs> <laughs> my storyline is that my elves had some mead before, and they are no longer elite for this turn. Exactly. They have they wavered bows. <laughs> yeah.
3: the lore is very important, I think. For right? Body, you know, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking Maybe. of speaking yeah. of
1: storyline and fluff and stuff like that, um, been the, the other things that's been pretty hot right now is everybody just um, it seems like a lot of competitive players like including myself have been just kind of at that point where they're like, hey, let's step back and play this like this really fun themed list where I've got a storyline about the list and I want to I want to take a whole bunch of this and make it a themed list and that and then versus like everybody having to min max everything in order to, you know, win, 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 no matter what type of thing. <laughs> um which yeah. then we can we can also go into you know the next topic from here I think um, so um what do you guys see more often out there? is it more is it more like hey I just want to put some cool models on the table, have a good time and do the best I can with what I want to play versus you know we've all got we've all got you know how can I min max everything and how can I take my, Veringer in my abyssal's army because they're 10 points cheaper chaff and i need to have tortured souls because i don't have flying units i only have these mm. nimble you know like <laughs> yeah so um, like,
0: like what we see in uh in our own tournaments and stuff right yeah or i mean just on, uh, experiences that you
1: guys have seen <laughs> i know i know france is like I know France specifically is like, Oh, we, we make this illegal because you know, this is too good. we can like when I went to Coc yeah. last year I had that French guy come up to me that was playing Nick at the end and he just goes Trident realms Huh. We don't play these in France because they're terrible. Like I'm like okay, <laughs> thanks. I still got like 10th battle. Like <laughs> <laughs> but like he's just like why would anybody ever take these? These are terrible and it's like Yeah, I won four tournaments this year with them, so they're not that <laughs> bad. <laughs> like, but um, like yeah, it's just it's just yeah. weird. It's, it blows people's minds that you wouldn't take the most competitive thing, and I don't necessarily think that that's always the most important thing.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, it's uh, mostly people playing with like armies mm. they want. Like the uh... yeah, I think we're pretty blessed in Norway, really.
3: Mm. At least in Oslo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm.
0: It's mostly like uh, guys who are good painters who want mm. to create a good theme, and uh, it's it's like a, it's not necessarily the best unit that gets chosen first. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, and then we have, I win, of course. Yeah, <laughs> because the thing is, I mean, we have a good mix, and the, the, what's important is that we don't um, only cater to those hobbyists. Because right. we have a we have a very good core, and most of us are like very hobbyists, and um, uh, you know, not necessarily play to win at all costs. Um, but we have it's a very fine graded scale because we have a couple of guys who who are also decent, Painters and they love like you know the the armies to look good but they still they they desire a little bit more on like you know competition and they really love like a like a like a hard game like a difficult game with a good opponent and if we just if they get two soft games every time and they, if they feel like they win almost on walkover because their opponent just has a fluffy list with all the bad units then they kind of feel like they don't, they get too little resistance, and it True. becomes boring, and they uh, you know it, they kind of um, lose lose interest because uh, they don't get enough of a challenge. Oh, uh, fair enough. Mm-hmm. So we had feedback like <laughs> try not to go all the way into the deep end on like the fluffy parts. Uh, True, uh, <laughs> we, we need a balance.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like. Uh, I like to take a list that's that's good but not great like you know I like to be like oh there's a really good list and then let off the throttle right at the end you know what I mean where it's just oh, yeah. short of being amazing and mm-hmm. then play it up right use my use my player skill to to do better with it and and thinking outside yeah. the box I mean you you show up to the table with a bunch of stuff that people don't normally see put together and they're just like
0: I don't know how to fucking deal with this <laughs> you know like yeah but uh, i mean when it comes to allies and stuff then it's it's very few people who ally in the worst stuff mm, as far right, as i know right so i guess the the top the top level of like cheesiness we don't mm-hmm. really see so i feel like we're, we're we're everyone here even even the more competitive guys are they're below that top level of ultimate cheesiness where you just right. maximize everything so we have a very good community in that regard. That uh, yeah, we had a couple of guys joining who played War Machine, and they tried joining Kings of War. And because um, I, I, I just recall the uh, Lars that they were all the people who played Fallen uh, and yeah, yeah. um because they Fallen. came into the game immediately mm-hmm. saw what the unit was the best, maxed out on that. I think a couple of guys came to a doubles event with like. Uh, both players had just had only fallen <laughs> which I always t-
1: laugh because that doesn't work <laughs> like they're just like oh i just take a bunch of fallen it's like I would take two hordes of blood sworn <laughs> or something to absorb some hits and then bring the fallen in it's like
0: yeah they didn't win it's, that's true
1: yeah you spent yeah. so many points on like we had some local guys playing that's like ba- basically you know, like six hordes of fallen it's just like Cool, but you really only need maybe four and then some cheaper hordes to absorb the hit and stand there. If you're using your fallen to get charged,
0: <laughs> you're mm-hmm. doing it wrong, man. <laughs> True. Yeah, yeah so, uh, and those guys have just kind of drifted out again because yeah. uh, uh, it's like they. They try too hard to min max it, and it right. didn't work. Maybe as well as they thought. And that's always like, been yeah. my thing
1: with War Machine and like hordes players, right? It's just they have yeah. they, they draw that type of player to it, which is fine if that's what they're into. But like that's not what mm. I want to play. I don't want to play. I don't want to play a bunch of gotcha stuff and the mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah, it's too much.
0: Yeah, I agree. No, so uh, yeah, we are definitely on the more on the thematic side, of course, of the. You know, it's it's evident by Lars's catchphrase, combat goblins. You know, right? you know, we on the theme side of <laughs> of the scale.
3: Yeah, I think combat dwarves work better.
0: Yeah, those were pretty amazing. Pretty but, dwarves uh, yeah. that
1: like combat say it isn't so. <laughs> well, this was before. I thought yellow the belly Headstrong. was a buff. <laughs> I read it wrong, self nerf um, Oh yeah. So, uh, do you guys see a lot of Mantic armies over there still? Or are you guys having a whole bunch of Warhammer armies that are still being used? Because, I mean, we're starting to actually mm-hmm. see some some people that are switching over to finally do more Mantic-based
0: armies and stuff. Yeah, we. I mean, we've always had that. From the start, there was a pretty good, good, uh, good percentage, I think, of people who like bought mantic models and uh yeah
3: mix, uh, they mixed it anyway like yeah some mantic some games workshop yeah,
0: yeah there are few there are quite few armies now i think who are well i shouldn't say that to to drastic because there, there are many now who mix all kinds of manufacturers yeah so, difficult <laughs> yeah so it's not like in they're not in the gw net anymore but they are right more like uh, you know really shopping around for all kinds of stuff -hmm. Uh, But we have a very high high uh, percentage of Mantic armies and models, and um, uh, the people who kind of are the most active, uh, most of them just started purchasing like Mantic models, like straight out the gate. uh, uh, Like Oh Kings of War, yeah, let's buy this army, boom, from Mantic. Um, So and I did that with my Undead, and uh, Lars bought this whole Goblin army, all Mantic. So it's uh, I think we. Most of us have a very like uh, mindset that we we are supporting Mantic by buying their products, sort of, and right. and also we like most of us feel like they're they're good enough, they're fine enough. Although we we stay away from like you know certain. Uh, like the elf line, uh, mm-hmm. most of us. Yeah, from. yeah. I think and, that um, I think
1: that that one's probably not their greatest one that everybody's like yeah, yeah. in a, in a rush to get. This is the aesthetic they don't like, and yeah, I can I can is, see that, uh, which is funny to me because I actually <laughs> actually like their Twilight kin models better. Like I would have bought their Twilight Kin models and used them as regular elves rather than having the regular elves and they've discontinued oh, yeah. the Twilight Kin, which is just looks like yeah, that's weird. Is uh,
0: crazy. I've never actually seen a Twilight Kin model before. Oh, didn't actually, know they made those.
1: Yeah, the models were <laughs> actually look pretty decent. Honestly, I, I would have bought them. Um yeah. But it'll be fun to see what comes with the uh, Twilight Kin stuff here in the future if they're gonna redo the aesthetic and everything. Fully, yeah. so I think yeah. I think that's no, why uh, they've discontinued it.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, but uh, and uh, just to round off, uh, we also have a quite good. Uh, like most people like to multi-base, you know, and make like hilltops and small dioramas, and uh, I think we have a very good like hobby hobby-focused uh, community in, in Oslo nice. at least and uh, Norway too uh, in general.
1: Yeah, I think that it's kind of like it's like a double-edged sword, right? Like. Mantic wants people to start using their models more often because they have to make money to support the game and everything. But at the same time... The players aren't don't want like another GW situation where it's like, Oh, you want to come to this tournament? You have to play with all GW models and if I see a non-GW model, <laughs> that shit comes off the table. Like I mean, I have mm-hmm. experiences like that where I've been at GW tournaments and people are like having models removed and you know, getting disqualified um, from the painting um thing because their army was Christmas themed and there is no Christmas in Warhammer. <laughs> and and I'm just like like, that's, like, the dumbest shit to be, like... Yeah, just <laughs> let people do what they want. So I, I just think that yeah. they continue to make some make some cool models and make maybe some more unique units that you don't see very often. But at the same time, I don't want to tell people, like, yeah. oh, you can't use your fucking models that you've had. To, you love these models specifically, and you don't like the ones that replace them. And, I mean, so... there's still people out there buying 5th edition metal... You know Warhammer armies, you know, because they like the really old shit models, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's
0: true. Uh, uh, well, I, I do like the the soft approach that they've had now for a couple of years, mm-hmm. like uh, at Clash of Kings, uh, which you probably remember. They had like, uh, did they have Best two sets separate...
1: be... No, I didn't. I, I, I had actually, one? I actually had the most paint points there, I think. But I was, uh, I put out a vote for what people wanted me to bring was the um they wanted me to bring trident realm so i brought the trident realm stuff instead of my all abyssal's all mantic abyssal army um but uh they they only had a uh a mantic Mm. one that year the year before they had a they had a mantic one and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so yeah well uh, well at least that is a kind of soft approach then they're not they're not banning anything they're just saying like, if you want to win this thing, then you need this and that. Um, and I also like that if you to get on the live stream, you also needed a, a mantic army. Yeah, so I think like, that's
1: a really cool idea too. Yeah, that's it's a like, good it's, way like
0: to do it. it's like carrots instead of sticks. Uh, right. Yeah. So I I prefer that approach, of course. Um,
1: yeah, I think for my event, um, I'm gonna be doing a um, just basically. Do you have a mantic unit? And unit would be, you know, a monster, a yeah, individual, like anything. A, anything. Do you have a mantic unit? Yes. Mm-hmm. Plus one paint point. You know, yeah. automatically, right out of the box. Like I'm gonna, but I'm gonna judge your army on technical skill and all the other stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna look. Do you have a mantic model? Yeah. or mantic unit? Yes, you do. Awesome. Here, extra mm. point. And I think that yeah. you know, it may even be like, do you have a mantic unit? One point. Do you have mm-hmm. a mostly mantic armies so like eighty five percent, ninety percent, or whatever, yeah. plus another point, and then yeah. you know the rest of it just be technical skill and all the rest of the stuff. And I don't think yeah, that, like, that would uh, be. I don't think that that's out of you know the ballpark in a thirty five to forty point paint scale. You know, to give a tabletop ready army that's you know, good, yeah. good, normal tabletop paint and in a scale of it would be you know getting 70 percent of the points possible and then getting a plus two for it being a mantic you know
0: you just yeah like a small edge yeah so yeah that could work we we usually gave like one point if you had at least one multi-based unit oh, that's a good idea yeah yeah just to sort of you know uh encourage that whole thing it's not so relevant anymore i guess because most people actually multi-base, yeah, uh,
3: in some way. But
0: even when we did, there was like the guys who did not have multi-base. They just made one, you know, just to to try it and mm. get that point. And, and then they, and now those... their
1: whole army is multi-base, and they'll never go yeah, back again. <laughs> it, exactly,
0: it just rolls from there. So yeah, it's a uh, it's it's a cool way to introduce, the, like uh, the things you want to see, just with a little slight a slight bonus. Yeah.
1: Well, speaking of like points and stuff like that going, um, I know you guys just talked about, um, uh, the sports scoring of, uh, one of our events out here in the Southeast would be, uh, TNT and, you know, their take on how they were doing sports and stuff. And I thought that was pretty good topic to get a view from somebody outside the country because I know how people were viewing it inside the country. Um, so yeah. I I had another sports idea that got me thinking about, you know, bringing up a different way of going about it that is kind of loosely based on theirs. Um but I I I am very opposed to the traditional like buddy buddy like, hey, I like I like this guy off the table, I'm gonna give him my sport vote shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I I couldn't agree more with you guys when you're saying that. I was like, I hate that shit. Like you, <laughs> you end up playing against someone from your club and you're just like, oh I'm in the best game, you buddy you know, like mm-hmm. they give each other their votes regardless of whether it was their best game and stuff, and it kinda loses the whole you know, point of having sports scores, which is, you know, to encourage people to not be a dick at the table have fun remember that it's a game and you know give give somebody an inch if they ask for it you know what i mean don't don't be like oh you already moved that unit and you stopped touching it this is chess now you can't touch it again you know like (laughs) like but at the same time you don't want to be like you know you don't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to vote for the guy that bought me the most beers or, you know, was the loudest at the table or just was a jackass. You know what I mean?
0: So Yeah. So, um, yeah, but did you, I was away for a second there. Uh, did you, like you, because we were talking about kind of uh, the TNT system where you kind of check boxes. Right. Like who who was yeah. the most, uh, uh, what, what were those categories again? Like, most not professional but you know like most right time. cleanest Pro- game cleanest best
1: game, yeah most most fun game you know that kind of stuff like that yeah and um, uh, those
0: check boxes, uh i mean that's at least a step in the right direction um yeah. to because because i mean speaking for myself i've um, i've i've never I can't, I can't i don't think i've actually ever won a best sportsmanship award um, and uh, I, I can only hope that's because I'm just not, I'm not naturally super jolly guy in, in game. I, I mean, um, I, I always treat people well and I give get I give take backs. I can't recall that last time I refused anyone to take back. Right. Uh, but I really like to, <laughs> I really need things to be precise i get a bit like oh you, you're sloppy now mm-hmm. uh, We need to not be sloppy in this game right so i'm um, you know, maybe i come across a bit strict and and that that kind of you know a person like like me i would never win a best sportsmanship award but well, you uh, because... want to
1: i mean the game you want to play that this game is built off of playing a clean game so you know that I, yeah. you know, it's important that you know you mark units before you do something if you think you might put them back or you know. Yeah, cause y- for you, me, you know,
0: for me that is a good game. Uh, and when I play the, uh, if I'm lucky enough to play like top level gamers, uh, like the time when I was, uh, uh, you know, smart or foolish enough to challenge Dan King for uh, game <laughs> one at the Clash of Kings, uh, I didn't do that expecting to win. I just wanted to play him. Right and, uh, and and that game was so enjoyable because I I, I just uh, noticed right away that he played so correctly everything was measured out checked angles check distances and communication like you know are, do we agree that these are with like outside of sixteen or inside of sixteen and oh and that just makes me so happy to play a guy like that because I feel like oh this is exactly how I want it to be. Uh, right. At the moment, I play a guy who's like uh, who's, who doesn't do that and just moves a bit quick, and I just see that oh, that was like a half inch too far. It immediately right. becomes a, a bad game for me in, in my head, and I, I get stressed out because I have to because like, you have to watch. feel like you have to watch and tell
1: the say something every time. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. So against the strictest people, I feel like can, I can relax. <laughs> right you know but against the sloppy guys, I can't I, I could relax but then I have to accept that I'm probably gonna lose just because they get advantages all the time
3: mm-hmm. but,
0: but I, I can't bring myself to doing the same so it will end up with me being super correct and them gaining advantages every, like all the time, even if they don't mean to you know but and the, the, the difference of like reaching a forest, and connecting with it and opening it up for line of sight, for instance, right. it's Two so different yeah, yeah, so. Uh yeah
1: yeah i tend to when i play my games i say what i'm doing as i'm doing like i verbalize everything as i'm doing it so i'll be like this unit i'm moving these guys nine okay then they're gonna pivot and they're gonna move their other three i'm within this i'm at this distance but you're not at this distance boom next unit you know and kind of move on from there um and just kind of you know engage the other person at the same time and i think that that's important like to you know then you then you get to play the game cleaner it moves faster because you've already both agreed upon you know you know that situation and it just it's just more of like that's what the game's supposed to be it's not supposed to be like oh i think you're actually within this now and look at this you know
0: yeah and like like uh if he tells you like no they were outside last turn and you can go like well now it's this turn and now they're not outside but no one
1: moved since yeah Yeah. Yeah, exactly so So, uh, um, I guess uh, I had a different way of looking at it where you could do something that was like a checklist where it's not like it's not ambiguous whether you know who to vote for what or this or that but you could do something where like you have a sports checklist and then you have some kind of rankings thing on top of it where okay so Mm. what's the important things to see in the game did the player play a clean game you know check you know did the did the player um let let you go back or did they give you a did they give you something they didn't have to give you you know what i mean give you Mm -hmm. a Oops, I forgot to, you know, do my regen. Oops, I forgot, you know, this or yeah. that. And did they give that to you? Um, check. You know, was the person, you know, did the did the person move correctly or did they, you know, was it, was their measurements proper and this and this? But also just like was the person someone that you would you would love to play again, you know? next time you see them would you would would you want to play them immediately you know like what would it be your first game would you challenge the person because you wanted to play them you know that kind of stuff um but like just just you could have it be a checklist of all of those things and maybe maybe someone doesn't check all the boxes but they checked some of them but Maybe you still had your your favorite game be with the person that didn't check all those boxes because you just had more fun at the table. They were enjoyable to play with. It doesn't mean that you can't you know vote for them, but it gives yes. you it gives you more opportunity to have variation between those and then you don't have to have this um popularity contest or anything like that where it's like okay i g- you know this really jolly dude got like you know four sports votes right and so his first one was worth one point his next one was worth two and then it was worth four and then the next one was worth eight and you get all these comp- compiling things where it just you know it it gets out of control really quick yeah. um and then you'd also don't have to feel like you have to start bad gaming people right so like one of them is like hey you know rate their list on a you know score of zero one or two whereas zero is it's I wouldn't like to play the list ever again if I, you know, da da da, or, number, or give them a one if you're impartial to it, or give them a two if it was, you know, really a fun list and you would gladly play it again. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's a, a
0: good uh, that's a good twist. Uh, I think most people forget the list-ish uh, aspects. Mm-hmm. Like, and I um, think I think yeah. it's important because it's like it's it's one of those things
1: like you could check all these boxes, but. You don't want maybe maybe someone's not a bad game, but because because to give someone a bad game is a is pretty difficult. Like it takes a lot for me to bad game somebody, but it doesn't mean that I enjoyed playing the game versus them. So I might not check that box. It doesn't mean that I approve how dirty their fucking list was, but it doesn't mean <laughs> I have to you know I doesn't have to be a yes or a no. Like I'm not going to bad game the list. So now they have no recourse from it. No, but like. The dude that took mm-hmm. a orc list with no fucking hordes in it. Okay, dude. Yeah, that's really thematic. Plus that's me. two. You know. What, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, <laughs> I just think that there's ways of doing it, and and stuff would balance out because the majority of the time you are going to take most of those boxes versus somebody at the table, right? But mm-hmm. you know, if you have if you have um, a guy that hits all of those boxes every single game, he may come in five points over the person that was, you know, a next next closest. But if you're if you're playing a clean game and you're coming and you're being nice and you're giving people up stuff, that's the whole point of the game. They're there to have fun. You know what I mean? And yeah. if if you're there for the same thing, then if you and if you know that you came to the event with a hard dick punch list because you know that you're gonna stomp all over people the entire time, you may yeah. you may be giving up, you know, five points, ten points. Like, if everybody gave you a zero on your list, you possibly yeah. could be giving up ten points in that situation. But if you won mm. all of your games, that probably doesn't matter.
0: Mm, yeah, true. Um, so... That's interesting, because I guess you have those weird situations where you have a nice guy who brings a dick a list...
1: Right, but he'd still tick all the other boxes, and maybe you give him a zero on the list, or hmm. you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess that's. Um, um, I mean, yeah, it gives you the chance to be a bit more thorough, I guess, with multiple checklists. I don't know. Maybe it kind of depends on your on your local scene. I mean, if right. uh, if it becomes if it becomes like all players just kind of draw, they just tick draw a line all the boxes, and check all the boxes. Draw yeah. a line, yes. Then it wouldn't work. It would need to be with people who actually realize that they're they need to right, be the player allowed base not for it. Yeah, I uh, think because, as a TO, you yeah.
1: probably have to announce it ahead of time. Please go through mm-hmm. this. Don't don't do it in front of the person. Don't be like, hey, look at what I gave you. You're gonna mm-hmm. give me that. You know, it would be something that like the player kept track of the whole time, and they they keep mm-hmm. it and they don't hand it in until the end and they give it to the TO you know what Mm -hmm. I mean and it doesn't the other player doesn't see it you don't show it to anybody else you don't hand it at the end of the game because you always get that end of the game thing where it's like oh let's fill out our score sheets with our sports right there on the score sheet and I have to fill it out (laughs) in front of you like that is true you know what I mean it puts uh, it puts social pressure on you to be nice nicer than you have to be to people you know
0: yeah, and also maybe that's why so many last games end up being the sports vote because
1: mm-hmm, they're going to turn stuff in. Hey, man, you yeah. were my best game, <laughs> which I can't. Like the other, the other, <laughs> the other side of that is like you know the last game is probably you're probably matched up closest to your skill level at that point. Cause mm-hmm. The final game is always going to be closest represented to, representation of how you for the tournament, and most of the time for me i vote for my my best game as far as like what the, the cleanest game most professional game where it was still fun for me you know where it was mm-hmm. i didn't feel i felt like it was back and forth the whole time no one had it in the box until the end or something like you know that's mm-hmm. that for me is my best game i don't give a shit how many beers you buy me i don't give a shit you know <laughs> i don't i don't i don't give a shit how like your jokes you were telling at the table or all that stuff like that i you know i'm 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 a super fun guy that stuff but like that but i want to have a you know i'm voting on the game i'm not voting on what you do after you know oh we played board games the night before and you were super cool to me i'm gonna give you my vote (laughs) like that has nothing to do with anything
0: yeah that's true so at least it's good that we that like putting the spotlight on this is good because uh it doesn't really matter exactly how which system we use, but when we if we all agree that uh, people that just play tight and like uh, really well, they should get some sort of points too. That's at least we come a long way right, from exactly. from the old system. Um, uh, but I just um, I I just remembered something which is quite fun because you said uh, like if a player makes jokes. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily give him, give him your best uh, sports vote. Right. Uh, we we have a, a local player who's, who's really nice. His name is Knut, uh, and he loves to kind of poke you with jokes the entire game. <laughs> it's his thing, <laughs> oh, God. and it's, it's very charming, and we all like him. Uh, but what happens is if he meets one of those guys who are like the most competitive amongst our group they don't appreciate Uh, it (laughs) no because there was one game where uh, this guy called william which is our our old uh, champion sort of he he won the like the national championship twice and he was top ranked and all that he was playing against knut and it was so priceless to be around because william would never speak he would very well yeah you could say he practically never speak to you during a game he would be in the zone like oh god you I know can imagine that table yeah. Oh. yeah exactly so we have, we have william just Standing in with this kind of iron focus, he's not speaking to anyone, he's just looking at the board state and he's planning his moves. And across the table is this guy like doing these really <laughs> not very good jokes all the time <laughs> like, like dad, jokes. Time. Very dry. Yeah, yeah, the dad yeah, jokes. yeah, yeah, dad jokes. That's a perfect way to, to uh, describe it and like puns, like really bad puns all the time. <laughs> and William would give zero like feedback. And you would think oh most people, and most people would stop, right? Because they were be like, "Oh, I'm getting zero feedback. I'm gonna stop." But no, <laughs> dude, just powers on. <laughs> so the people on the table next to them were like, "This is the funniest moment ever." Because <laughs> it's the yeah, this personality clash is is hilarious.
1: Oh, we have some guys that are like that, where they'll just they they just would rather not talk, and they just get hyper focused, and then. I mean, we had one guy that would put like like headphones in and stuff, and just listen to his headphones while he was playing. We're like, seriously, play? What the, what the fuck is going on here? Well, uh, that's like poker. This is or a something. poker tournament. Like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, that's a bit weird, but uh, at the same time, it, you know, I, I can respect that uh, that they really is want to be. You know, they're not being unpleasant, necessarily, right. but they just want that super focus, and right. and, uh, and yeah, it, it's it's a bit, I guess it's the extreme end of the scale, but it's still within, uh, as long as they're being generally nice, then I guess they, they should be allowed. Right. Yeah. and if they play clean as well you know, yeah exactly
1: but I think you have those kind of like check marks or whatever and then like maybe even like a check mark also for like did you get to play did you, did both players get to finish their turns you know like uh you know what I mean
0: like did if you did, don't have a clock
1: yeah you know what I mean because like some places don't like uh some places out here they are like oh I don't want to do clocks because it changes the game and it's like yeah, yeah but it it's fair <laughs> so, yeah
0: it's uh right. probably one of the main things that actually pulled us into the game mm-hmm. i like
1: mm. it personally but um uh, there's a yeah. lot of that uh, we still get we still get a fair amount of pushback but for me i don't give a shit because yeah. i do the master stuff all the time i've never had a problem finishing on a clock and yeah you know, if it is it's yeah. because the one time i actually ran out of time was versus capsner at uh at uh my masters after i'd pretty much tabled his fucking army <laughs> and it's because i was i was doing like you know dancing with the dice and throwing them at the table <laughs> and making the jokes i was being the asshole you know like you know and and i got called over for rules question forgot to pause my clock and oh. you know it's just one of those one of those things it's just like it's it it, it shouldn't happen <laughs> but it was just hilarious because i'm sitting there wasting time doing some like rain dance with oh, yeah. my dice to you know inspire <laughs> them and that's... then he ends up with one fucking unit left on the table and he's like oh i'm gonna go pick up these tokens and i have one more token than you I have 15 <laughs> <laughs> i know i killed two units this game but <laughs> oh. i have a pack of dogs on
0: the table
1: <laughs>
0: uh, that's a bit uh, rough i yeah. guess that's but that highlights a like a key aspect of, of the clock, because, uh, I mean, I'm sure you recall how the clock rules used to be with, mm-hmm. like, you just lose the game, and then... Um, just dice down, yeah, it makes it The dice less... down is much better, uh, but still, because I'm, like, like I just said, I mean, it was one of the main reasons we started Kings of War, because I just love the idea of a totally fair time allocation with no, no, one, oh, can, yeah. no one can stall out the game, and... Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Warhammer was the worst at that, man. I cannot even tell you how many times where we ran into yeah. stuff where it was just like, hey, you know, if I could have got past turn three.
2: Yeah, <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, I've been st- I've been stalled out uh, before and I've been refereeing events where people stalled and, you know, it just creates so much uh, negative uh yeah, the negativity. So the, the idea is, wow, that's, that's so great, uh, like so fair. That really appealed to me. But at the same time, um, I can get why people, I, I assume the people who don't like it, maybe think it's like it's too strict. I mean, even even if it just dies down, they feel like it's too strict. Um, Majority
1: of them are just they're just hard-headed about it to begin with but if they played oh, yeah. if they played on the clock and you even had more time than you even fucking need it like i've mm-hmm. i can tell you a majority of the time i when when my my turn is over and i'm done with the game i've got 15 minutes left on my clock or something like that yeah. you know at it, it least or so like i mean clash of kings when i came out for uk the least amount of time i had on there was like 10 ten minutes or something like that. But at Masters as mm-hmm. last year, like it I, I will I I'll bring up one of the reasons why clocks get some pushback. So like if um like so I was playing one of my buddies at Masters this year, which sucked. Um uh, and he had drank so much the night before. <laughs> it was Rashad. And he drank okay. he drank so much the night before and he was on a bad hangover and he was just trying to pound water while he was playing me. And he had to go to the bathroom like seven or eight times, right? <laughs> so we were like we were like the last table finishing up, even though both of our clocks, we still had time on the clock. You know, uh-huh. Chris. Oh, yeah. Chris was toing it, and he had to come over. He'd be like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" And I were like, "We legitimately still have time on our clock." I'm like, "I'm not going to make him play through his clock because he had to go take a piss." Like that's that's <laughs> that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? Well, so you run into that. You run into that kind of situation too, where it's like, "Okay, well, what's the most amount of time someone's going to be able to be gone from the table?" But that's really comes down to the to. Should have fifteen <laughs> minutes between each round um, to do scores and do all that other stuff like that. Count for yeah, you know, someone uh, went to buy a beer. People needing to go to the bathroom. I mean, like you, yeah, you yeah, should I have mean, that. You know,
0: that's because that's a that's actually a to error um, yeah. because uh, people will kind of abuse the clock by by pausing it by by doing stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Like oh, and I, I need to take this phone call or. Uh, you know I need to go to the right. bathroom uh, I'm actually very strict with that uh, I'm in my tournaments uh, I say if you need to go to the bathroom you, you gotta go on your own time uh, because you are actually ruining the events because uh, if you go if you do that too much then like you said you could end up with time on your clock both of you mm-hmm. but the whole tournament is running over the time right <laughs> you know you yeah. you have you, ruined the round time so uh, i i i always suggest that you should um you should have like you said you need to have space enough uh like uh, let's say if if, if you know, you have 15 minutes each on the clock but the the round time needs to be like 2 hours 10 or 2 hours 15 mm-hmm. to to catch those things um so even if someone does that and they pause the clock a lot, then they will still you have those twenty minutes of like dead time to to catch that before the next round starts. Yeah, um, and I don't think
1: I mean I think if you ask a majority of people that are going to be at events like that, mm-hmm. hey, are you guys cool with having twenty minutes between each round? I would think a majority of them would be like yeah they don't they don't care about waiting for the next thing because that's when they can mm-hmm. go use the bathroom they can go get yeah. a drink they can make a phone call they can talk to people about their game they can you know, yeah, there's yeah. all these things they could do i get i get that TLs want to keep stuff like on a on a time schedule but mm-hmm. at the same time all those people are there to hang out with people as it is yeah. and they want to get that hangout time still so yeah true. i feel like true you know maybe if if you don't rush everybody through you know, like hurry, get to the next game, hurry, 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 get to the next game type of thing it just it creates a better atmosphere and then you don't have as many yeah, yeah. issues with that so. absolutely
0: absolutely no because uh, I always get um, I get surprised when I mean, this is something you learn if you run enough events but even at the Clash of Kings they were like, they couldn't understand why people were going like over the round time mm-hmm. but it was very obvious because the round time was two hours right and, and both players had like 55 minutes mm-hmm. and i was like those 10 minutes that's no way near enough uh, time no nope. if you don't tell people to like don't pause your clocks if you just let people do uh the normal thing which is to pause the clock when someone goes to the toilet i mean that's the normal thing to do uh, it's like it feels like you're, you're being a, a nice guy like oh yeah i'll just pause this clock for you while while you right. go and take a piss but th- they don't realize that it's it's messing with the schedule so uh, it's definitely something the t.o needs to to, uh, yeah well with that you,
1: 10 minutes alone like you're saying if you go 5 minutes each extra right so it's 10 minutes total yeah. it can take 10 minutes to fill out your sports sheet or your your score sheet after the yeah. after the round because you're figuring out who has what and this and this and then how many points exactly. and then you want attrition on top of that fuck now you've got to calculate attrition <laughs> like I mean yeah. y- you yeah. know that that could take 10 minutes all by itself you know Indeed. and so then your opponent um... almost always wants to re re you know relive the the game with you of like if i would have done this and here and that and blah, blah blah and what do you think <laughs> yeah and you're e- like
0: stop talking we have to we have to hurry up uh, i mean you know. when's the last time you didn't
1: do that you know what i mean like it is I know, just, yeah. it's just i mean we're all guilty of it but yeah. um so you know what
0: it all eats time so it's like one of two things you either have to the to either has to be an asshole kind of and say oh won't pause your clock ever like mm-hmm. you know as a message to everyone. Or they just have to put in extra space to allow people to do their thing.
1: Which when you're traveling to a tournament and stuff like that, I, I really yeah. you know <laughs> the,
0: it the second one is probably the best, yeah.
1: Right. It's it's <laughs> people are there, people people already gave up their time, they have no time <laughs> schedule. I think they're cool with having twenty minutes yeah. between their rounds. Imagine you
0: know? you're new, you you come like you're you're gonna try a King's War tournament for the first time. And the T.O. tells you like, you do not get to piss unless you're on the clock. Right. Like, it's yeah. It's not. It's not the
1: experience you're looking for.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Fuck me. I'm a dwarf.
1: Alrighty. So topic is uh, things that uh, we kind of want to you know feel that maybe you're missing in you know from the game right now or could maybe improve third edition or you know what the player base feedback has been for you know this is a great game but you know
0: yeah so uh, I just took a huge dump so I'm ready to talk about this now <laughs> <laughs> needed to get that out he had to get down to or business no. to get
1: down to business yeah
0: <laughs> no but um, yeah you know I'm always coming up with stuff like suggestions that uh, I write on Facebook and stuff like oh, I want to see this and that and I, uh, I mostly just get yelled at for like you shouldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't suggest stuff you should just enjoy the game and, and that's a fair point I can really understand that um, so I was uh, but at the same time I see other people than me like like Chris Kaspner and, and and you, Jeff, you're sometimes also like dropping hints about third edition, um, which makes me believe that I mean there's someone working on it. Uh, so I shouldn't we shouldn't really be afraid to throw our ideas out there because obviously now is the time when the work has started. Although maybe uh, uh, you don't. I, I'm not sure. I mean, do you do you want people to go into like full Full uh, mind uh, meltdown over third and start from that day. I mean,
1: we're always watching. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. when you think we're not watching, we're always watching. Um, I mean, we we talk regularly, at least a couple <laughs> times a week, about oh, do you see this question and how do we mm-hmm. want to handle this or something like that. And um, you know, just generally, everything's pretty easy to answer. That kind of stuff when. When we can answer things yeah. um but um i think I think that a lot of us are in the same ballpark where you know we want to hear what everybody wants the game to be, but we we'll, you know we have we have realistic ideas of ways to make that happen, and mm-hmm. um you know the the one of the biggest i think um feedbacks that I've personally heard is just that. Oh, it. Uh, this is, and this is probably the biggest feedback from ex Warhammer players is that it, it doesn't, it, it just lacks the depth, and we need more depth to this and this, but for there to be yeah. strategy, and it's just like well, depth and strategy are two different things, but okay, mm-hmm. um, uh, so, yeah. um. Yeah, true. There's so, a lot of depth things that we're looking at, but it's one of those things it's like we want to hear what people want. We'll open it up doesn't mean we're gonna, you know, put that in the game or that this is definitely gonna happen or not gonna happen. It's just, you know, yeah, yeah. people generally change doesn't come about by just sitting there and everybody keeping silent and p- huffing and puffing over shit, you know. So
0: that's true, but it's kind of a balancing act because I was really funny. Is I uh, I actually kind of vowed to to to, to, to slow down on like the wish listing (laughs) like Mm -hmm. personally because uh because i I sometimes need to step back and actually realize how much i like this game right which
1: like it's funny because like i will i still to this day will sit there and go you know is it perfect? No, but it's definitely better than any version of Warhammer I ever played, and I played <laughs> yeah. a lot of Warhammer and was super into it. So like mm-hmm. happy with what it is. And on top of that, when's the last time you ever remember anybody from GW saying, "What does the community want?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, let me fix, let me give you an FAQ on this. In seven years, you <laughs> know, like yeah, like that's they, right. people had just just. Actual questions. There were legitimately good questions that would take, you know, three years, uh, which, <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you know, just, the player base would just be like, oh, we're just going to kind of play it like this because no one wants to answer us. So,
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so we have we have things we we want to suggest and that we can talk about. Yeah. Um, um, and uh, I'm I'm I mean we usually talk a lot about stuff on our podcast like. Stuff we would like to see change. So, I'm, um, uh, and uh, when you, when you told me that we could kind of, we could speak about the, this, I asked you, Jeff, like, are you sure, are you sure <laughs> you want to unleash, uh, unleash the beasts? Yeah. <laughs> of, I mean, of a wish listing.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dan, Dan's kind of like, uh, the head RC guy. And, you know, he mm-hmm. said that, you know, if it generates, um, it generates enthusiasm and, and people want to talk about it and gets people talking and excited for third you know yeah. we're, we're more than happy to hear suggestions um like i said it doesn't mean that that's gonna come to fruition it just means that like you know we we only have so much capability to think of new stuff that it's outside the box that you know makes sense but mm-hmm. i also want to hear like you know and this is this is just a cool topic because it's not just what we're going to say on the podcast, but there's going to be a bunch of people commenting on it. So please, you know, yeah. leave whatever comments you guys want and we'll we'll you know, we will get back to them. You know, we're on Facebook. You can, you know, talk to us on there. You can talk to us on you know email. You can talk to us on Twitter, all that stuff like that. But leave comments to let us know. Because we want to hear what you do want. And we also want to hear what you don't want. You know, like, I don't want this game to become something where it's AOS and I can summon, you know, four free units and destroy this or this. (laughs) And, and, you know, like, I mean, summoning is just... One of those things is like a hot topic over there for AOS guys still, and it's like what yeah. four years later or some shit like that. It's ridiculous.
0: So, so I'll, uh, I'll delete you know, summoning from my list. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. It's just like you know,
1: it's we want we want to hear what people want, but we also yeah. you know we don't we don't want to we don't want it to be like oh it, this game sucks because it doesn't have that, but we also yeah, don't want e- it to exactly. be you know
0: because the, uh, when. It, if, if it, when, sometimes it gets kind of to the point where people talk so much about it that it almost feels negative, and I don't think we we really want that. So, right. Um, what I what I've done for you today is special, for, especially for you. Is I, we try to dial it down just a little bit. <laughs> what I've done it for you today is a nice New York strip steak, cooked medium rare, <laughs> <laughs> with because, some farfalle uh, beans. <laughs> the list we originally had. Uh, between me and Lars, uh, we we brought in uh, Iwin, the uh, the guy who has been a guest host a couple of times on our podcast. Sure. Uh, if you haven't heard Iwin, he oh yeah I the, have. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and to everyone else uh, listening, he is on the um, Clash Kings book review. Uh, and the thing which is cool about Iwin is uh, he is kind of well, at least amongst us three, he is the power gamer. Mm yeah so whenever we well because me and lars usually agree on a thing but then i would say no that's that's crap (laughs) because he would see it from a completely different angle uh, because maybe we see it just from the thematic angle this is kind of what we spoke about earlier like it kind of reminds us that yeah but you two are not very good
3: players so maybe you shouldn't be the one having the most (laughs) vocal opinion on you yeah. know gameplay well that's why I mean...
1: perspective matters you know like i exactly. mean mantic mantic may have a perspective of what they want the game to become but the players may be just like well that just doesn't yeah. that just doesn't mm-hmm. work for us and we're not interested in that we don't want that you know and yeah. they, they they wouldn't be able to have their finger on the pulse without people talking about it you know
0: yeah so what we've done is we kind of filtered our list in with all three of us working together and uh i have like a I have ten points. It's like a top ten things, and these things are things that we all three agree on. Uh, even I win, mm. <laughs> which is saying something. Because <laughs> when we all three agree on something, then it's it's a pretty it's not very radical. It's it kind becomes of... fact. <laughs> yeah, kind, <laughs> kind of. Because he he kind because of, he's always playing on the top table, and he's sees it from like the more. High end of the competition he's always scale. eye-winning. Well, he's always mm. eye winning. So yeah, I have ten points that are kind of uh, okay. unanimous, and then I have uh, six points after that which are not unanimous. It's like a two out of three, and those are the most uh, interesting ones. So um, <laughs> let's just get get let's just burn through these ten easy ones first, shall we? Sure. Okay. So and and just before we start, I'd like to repeat that we are mostly very uh happy with the game and the and the game state yeah, we're quite conservative really it's just that you know some uh, because when
3: me and, especially when me and fred talk you know if i say some with an idea you know fred will not shoot it down necessarily even though we might not agree but you know entertain the idea so that you know we can just work on that idea and yeah. you know and then maybe later we will you know think back and it's like hmm yeah but is that really a good idea Right,
2: so exactly.
1: exactly, and that's the thing, and that's why you got to have the conversations' cause, you know people always have great ideas, and no one can figure no and they never get put into fruition because nobody ever talks about them and you know balances them out, you know mm-hmm. yeah, and if,
3: if it's the only response you get like is, "Shut up, that's a stupid idea, and that doesn't help much either no, it
1: doesn't help <laughs> why is it a stupid idea yep,
0: yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. okay, so uh, let's get into the number one. Uh, this feels like an you know, like MTV top 10 music video or something. <laughs> number 10! Yeah, number 10. yeah. <laughs> number 10 of the top 10 things we feel should be changed in Kings of War. Okay, uh-huh. so the first uh, is deployment phase. I have two points which is just about deployment. So number one is that we would like to see more than one standard of deployment. Uh, and you would have heard me talk about this uh, in the episode where I visited the Ninth Age tournament. Uh, where they did surprise me positively by having like six different deployment setups which were slightly different Mm -hmm. and it was it was not just the 12-inch line with 24 across it was slight differentiations like uh, attacker defender they had like i had 15 out on the flanks and you only had nine and um you basically just roll the dice when you came to the table and you roll five okay five that's the this kind of deployment uh, I think that brought a lot of spice to the game, and I don't really see anything, any harm that would cause. Uh, I think it would only create one more cool thing.
1: Okay, yeah, I, I mean, I I know that we do some of our events and stuff out here, uh, locally, where we we do have some different deployment setups, and I know that like Chris Kapsner for Layla Lake always has. You know, whatever table you're at has a different type of deployment on it. So the table you go to is deployed in this manner, you know, and he'll have five different ones that he deploys on that. So I just think that that's probably something that you will actually end up seeing for third edition. It's just one of those things that, like, it had to grow into, Mm. you know, it had to become second edition before you could really find all of the balance and tweaks and stuff to really get into being like, okay, now let's add some more depth for this and this. Yeah, I think that, you know, there's a lot of stuff already doing that out here. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that that will, you know, not find its way into the book. I think it'll, I think it'll, you know, you'll see at least a couple suggestions, whether you can use them or not. But those are, Mm -hmm. those are main rule book things and because yep. um, it's not really a scenario in that sense like if you were to come up with a scenario and it uh, was going to go into Clash and Kings book or something then that scenario could have maybe a different deployment type but as as of right now deployment in the main rule book is this is deployment mm-hmm. and then you have a separate section which is these are scenarios
0: so yeah.
1: I think that you know when we're talking about a third edition book then you know that could be something that definitely gets brought up
0: yeah, so as you can see, it's a, it's a soft start on our list. Yeah, and not radical at all. Nope. Not. <laughs> uh, and Already and, uh, being done. <laughs> yeah. So, and by the way, all these all these things we have are, are kind of main rulebook changes. We kind of we feel like we've done all we can with like custom scenarios and cards and stuff. And the, right. the stuff that yeah. needs fixing now, it's it's all core rules and 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 main rulebook stuff, really. Sure. Uh, So, number two, still in the deployment phase. Uh, Our suggestion is that individuals should all be deployed at the same time. And you will remember this from Warhammer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. uh, It it took a
1: long time for me to get used to, like, uh, so I put down a guy and you put down a horde? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just that, I mean, most times it's not a problem, but those 50-point guys start kind of racking up. And, yeah. um, and this is not a big deal, but it will also be so little impactful if you just did that. Like, if you just put that in there. I can't really see any harm. Uh, yeah, and I'm to, sick of yeah.
1: seeing, like, oh, I've got three flaggets. Okay, now I've got three whizzes. Okay, you've got your whole army down. Now I'll put my stuff down. You know, it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that's feels number any. two. Yep.
0: Okay. Um... Yeah. Number three, we have now in- entered the move phase yeah. uh, and this is also, I uh, know the, uh, no, the uh, RC has already started doing this and this is really easy, it's the less movement on heavy knights and heavy flyers and reserve the highest speeds for like the lighter kinds of units like light cab and light like non-melee flyers. Yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, I think, uh, this is I already think, started. Is yeah, the somewhere. main rule
1: book thing right now is the, you know, Fly gave something speed 10. And I think that, yeah. you know, that was probably more of a carryover from first edition into second. And it didn't maybe need to be carried over in that manner. But now that, you know, we're getting into nuts and bolts of everything, you know, they started mm-hmm. experimenting with it, I guess, with, um, you know, Trident Realms, which was one of the last armies created, which, you know, has hopping frogs so they're your speed six but they have fly right so Mm -hmm. and i think that was it more of an experimental thing to see how it would work out and um i think that's you know fly is going to become a rule and it's going to be you know your speed value will be your speed
0: but fly will
1: give you the capability to go over stuff or heavy fly or something like Mm -hmm. that so yeah that would be great you know i think that I think that we're getting into where we can finally start seeing some differences between armies, and I'd like to see you know more scale between the armies, where you know you have mm-hmm. okay, well, my orc wing slasher is speed, you know, is flying speed nine, but this elf dragon is you know flying speed ten, is elven, and it's more you know bigger wingspan, moves further, you know, like mm-hmm. you can. You can have those kind of manipulations between it that makes sense for each army, where you've got you know flying speed eight units all of a sudden, you know. So
0: yeah, and as as a rule, you should. I mean, we feel that you should have a direct link between like the out uh, like the output, like the melee output and the speed. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Although that might feel like too much of a formula for some, but it's it feels fair that if you have stronger, you are the slower you should be in-game mechanics uh, to, to balance it out. And if you're going to have a higher speed, then it should be a bit weaker, like fewer attacks. or Yeah, less or glass cannon
1: right? Like, you could be big, crushing, and fast, but, you know, you die pretty
0: easy, you know? So Yeah, yeah, or that, yeah. So you balance it out somehow like that. Yeah, So, yeah, that would be great, and I'm, I'm pretty sure we're going to see that. I mean, we already saw some units in the Clash Kings 18 book, like speed 7, speed 8 fly, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, also a pretty uh, non-radical point, I think. Okay, into number four, we are now in the shooting phase, or the shoot phase is it called? Uh, and this is a kind of a new suggestion, I think, uh, that is to uh, consider disconnecting the amount of shooting attacks from the attack stats, uh, and not be afraid to. Uh, to to separate those two um because uh, some of the units that are sometimes like considered the strongest ones like ogre shooting horde or like elf chariots um they get critiqued because they're such good at, at shooting and melee because they they just use the same attack stat um but uh, so this is um uh, i feel like someone should look into this like uh, why can't ogre shooters, for instance, have? They can keep their 18 melee attacks, but why can have they a have shoot like
1: value of like 12 or something? 12, yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, that's that's a not a bad idea. Because mm. uh, uh, yeah, the yeah. other
3: way around as well with like light cavalry or whatever. You know, some of them have like instant, very like a, like yeah. my troops of sniffs like seven attacks. You know, yeah, that's nothing.
0: It feels uh, like Mantic has if, if if they made a unit like that, like a fast cab mm-hmm. with bows, they have been afraid to give them too many attacks because those attacks the work, shots, yeah. Yeah, they become shots and melee. So what they could have done is like five attacks melee, but like ten shots. Yeah. yeah, for instance,
3: and it feels like they have a template as well that they gone I think it's especially obvious on uh, on on the large infantry. The regiments are always nine attacks, and the horde is eighteen. Not yeah. always, but you know most of the mm-hmm. yeah. most of them are.
1: But then again, you could also add a lot of fun stuff with it too, right? So like, uh, so like maybe like the centaur, the shooting centaurs are like. They just they just so happen to have shots, but they're nimble and would be good in combat. So maybe they have six Mm. shots, but twelve attacks in combat, as opposed to like the goblins don't want to get combat and they want to have more shots. So they're going to have ten shots, but five regular attacks. You know, so you exactly so they could have the same role in the army, but have different variations because that's how they play. That's not a bad Mm -hmm. idea. Yeah, Mm -hmm. could see that It, it adds more flavor. I think individual flavor to the army too.
0: Yeah, yeah and like you just said, like some units can have like just a tiny amount of shooting, just for almost like just just for flavor. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Uh, they are, they have this sort of uh, super supporting shot that they mm-hmm. can do, but they 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 prefer to go into melee, sort of. Right, it's like yeah. throwing weapon stuff,
1: like yeah, throwing weapon cavalry or whatever. Yeah. Like, exactly. you may just have like five or six throwing weapons, but when you get into combat, you may have like 14 attacks or something. You know? Yeah,
0: exactly. And the, uh, I think maybe also that would make it easier to, to point them correctly and to balance it correctly. Yeah. Then you can see, like, well, what was their impact, like, out, out of combat and in combat. And yeah, yes. So... Especially
3: if you consider that we already have separate melee and ranged stats. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, so mm-hmm. if you have six plus melee and but three plus. Uh, ranged. How do how do they balance that up in second edition? If you have eighteen attacks, yeah, you know, yeah. and you can shoot, it might
0: be it, easier to balance it if you separate them. Yeah, yeah. it's more it's natural and, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. as far as I can tell. So yeah, that's uh, that's our suggestion for the for the shoot face.
1: Yeah, you could even you could probably almost even standardize it where you have uh, shooting. Values they all start on a four, just like magic does or whatever. But then you adjust the amount of shots that they get to be, you know, how many you're gonna have, so you're more likely to hit. So, like, let's say you were an elf or whatever, and mm-hmm. you had uh, elf bowman or whatever horde, and and they they hit more often. But your normal shooting stat would be a four just on all things, like so everything automatically starts shooting at a four, oh, like a success, and then rolls right. Up. Mm-hmm. So you already have like because oh. like dead zone and stuff. That's basically how there's how Mantic stuff works already. Yeah, so That wasn't it, too
0: stupid actually.
1: Yeah. So you gain Thanks. extra dice. So like, okay, I'm a I'm higher than you. I get plus a dice. I'm a better shot than you. I get you know mm-hmm. there, I get extra dice. So you you could do something where it's like, oh, I'm an elf. You know, I I my shooting value is I get thirty shots because I'm yeah. better at shooting than you like, are. Yeah, you know? quantity instead yeah. of
0: quality. Yeah, and then you would kind of save a stat in the in the mm-hmm. stat line because you would just say all shooting is four. We all know that, and it's just like a special rules. you would say shooting attacks thirty or any right. number, yeah, yeah. Take uh, take notes. Take yeah. notes. <laughs> <laughs> just ideas, you know. There's just
1: different ways to go about it. I mean, you could still have a range value, but I mean, if you wanted to, if you wanted to say, like, oh, well, we need to keep things simplified for stuff, then it'd be like, okay, cool. Well, they automatically shoot on fours, and this is how mm-hmm. you know you you're better by having more shots or something, you know. Yeah. And then maybe I elite, uh... d- maybe elite doesn't apply to it, so you don't get to, you know the crazy thing where it's like, oh, I've got thirty yeah, yeah. dice now, and elite is really good for shooting, you know. So
0: that's yeah, that's a possibility. I always felt it was weird. That like an ogre, uh, like an ogre shooter horde would have like eighteen shots, like because uh, but it's kind of like my old, it's kind of like your life right. from from Warhammer, because you remember how you can only ever fire a single shot in Warhammer. Mm-hmm. But that's yep. some, it still sticks with me. Like, how can they fire three crossbow bolts each? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, like the time they would use to like crank and reload three times. Yeah, so, I think. Um... See, I
1: think like the ogre shooter hordes. Just in general, should have like six six shots, and then they have burst damage instead, and that would that would be more yeah, represent would, uh, yeah. you know re- representative of what they're actually doing, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, single shot each kind of yeah with like super six strong... shots, and then mm. they all
1: do like burst D three plus one each or you know oh I mean. yeah
0: with the like a blast instead yeah of blast it. yeah that could work that's an nice, interesting idea hmm I like it. Okay. Well, let's go on to the melee phase. And uh, we all feel that uh, well, of course this is about phalanx and this really depends on how phalanx gets like written into the theory. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the way it is right now, we feel like phalanx should have at least a small effect against all enemies not just versus like thunder's charge enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this would be like, this is hard on a d6 scale, you know, because if you do like a flat minus one to hit, you can easily say that, like, that's too oh, powerful. Oh, yeah, it's too good, yeah. Yeah, but uh, maybe like, you know, uh, re-roll sixes to hit or something, like, that would mm-hmm. give you like a small, This roll those again, then you, you'll you probably hit, but you might miss a couple more. Uh, uh, remove Fury or something like that. No? Yeah, Strip Elite and Vicious or... or... Fury, there, like.
3: Things yeah. that kind of combat-oriented uh, abilities. Yeah, yeah. Phalanx really would have to have... get
1: repointed at that point. But yeah, the, the, yeah I yeah, think that that's kind of what we've been we've been messing with Phalanx yeah. for is just because you know now we're trying like oh well maybe you know now Phalanx actually in my opinion Phalanx right now is a really good spot because now that we've said oh well you get to maybe not lose all of your thunderous charge and. and yeah, the, this goes better. back to what you were talking about previous where you're like, oh, I'm so sick of everything having so much crushing all the time and everything is crushing yeah. this and crushing a billion. Well, with Phalanx having a, you know, having it the way it currently is right now, you could remove a lot of the crushing and just bring in Thunderous Charge because you're only losing up to one of those Thunderous Charge for going through terrain. Yeah. But if you have Phalanx, then you're removing all of the Thunderous Charge, which I think in like a third edition atmosphere if you start seeing lots of crushing strength falling off of units and being replaced by thunderous charge, which could be gotten rid
0: of,
2: yeah, mm-hmm.
0: you know, that's it's, true. Yeah, it's a if delicate happens, balance. It, it, yeah. Cause it's all like interconnected. So if, of course, if that happened, then phalanx would be in a great spot. <laughs> right, right. So, exactly. Uh, so it's, yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's, uh, it's a work, we can't really, it's a work in yeah. progress. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's just, so we, we, we can't really like suggest that, uh, exact solution right? Uh, but that uh, it, it has for a long while of course been a bit like it felt like yeah. a waste of points but uh, yeah so we don't really need to go but I agree
1: there's uh, but I mean you guys brought up previously that everything's got it seems like everything has crushing and I, I was like I agree like there's so much crushing it's ridiculous <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's why I've started playing it all defense 3 army I'm like who cares if you're gonna pay for all that crushing I may as well just be defense 3
0: yeah it's like uh, waste those points <laughs> go for it bro Yep. <laughs> cool okay so our number six in the melee phase still that is exactly that which you just uh, uh segued into that's the like so, uh, re- reduce the amount of crushing strength in the game somehow or put a cap on it like uh, uh you should only ever have if you're infantry then maybe crushing one is it's your top you can never have anymore uh, right. You can have other stuff instead, like other special rules. Maybe create some more special rules, uh, and, and even if they get like bane chant,ed they will still cap on one. Um, it's just to make make to increase the survivability of some units that are supposed to be like super survivable, uh, instead of them just being like taken out really quick with a like a bane chant, boom, and an item, and yeah. So um, uh, yeah, it's it's really. It's something we've talked about already, and maybe it's not not much more I can get out of that topic yeah. right now. Uh, uh, yeah, no,
3: yeah, no. yeah. Chrome, I mean Chrome. Yes, yeah, as, as we already said, yeah, cr- it's a lot of crushing, and if it's where if you have defense six, you know you're gonna be on down on three plus mm-hmm. really easily. Uh, so
0: you know, make make up some other special rules uh, that are give you an edge, but not not that much of an edge. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mm.
1: I think we're we're gonna get a little bit more capability to really get some more diverse rules added into it now that we've got a pretty good baseline for the Mm -hmm. game too i think it'll be i think it'll be something everybody will enjoy i I think we i think we all agree that we want a little bit more versatility and in depth of difference between armies so it doesn't feel like you know orcs and and salamanders are the same we want them to have you know their own unique capabilities oh, yeah. within them and things that separate them and make them different because, you know, if you have orcs, you're probably not going to buy salamanders. If you have, you know, ratkin, you're probably not going to buy goblins. Like, it, it, we want there to be a reason why you would do, mm-hmm. you know, all of the armies. So.
0: Sure. And that was a great segue into our number seven, which is make units more unique from each other. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Sorry, I keep
1: on I keep on stealing all your thunder right before <laughs> yeah. you. It feels
0: like we
3: are the RC and you're the guy
0: coming up. <laughs> uh, no, but that's great. this means these are pretty good points. Um, yeah. So basically, uh, what are my notes here? Like, yeah, create more rules. Um, maybe create some more keywords. I have, I have a suggestion here that. Maybe like if you made a keyword that was like, for example, momentum, mm-hmm. um, and if you and if you connected that to a rule, like say, elite, and then momentum in like uh, parentheses, uh, that could that would only work like if you charged and you weren't disordered, like uh, were the same way thunderous charge works, basically. Gotcha. Uh, so if you're you... only
1: elite if you were like non-disordered the turn before or something.
0: Yeah, exactly. So if you or like uh, in my mind like if you charge in and you haven't been like damaged then you get this momentum rule and you, you could connect all kinds of things to that you can have like brutal momentum like re-roll hits even momentum like you know like the old hatred rule used to be yeah. only on on the charge sort of or, or, or only if you charge and have not been disordered and um, that's one that's one suggestion uh, so you can kind of you can make a lot of special rules but if you add another keyword to it, you can kind of multiply them all by two because you could apply them um, not all the time, but like situationally. Yeah, make them more subtle. Yeah, exactly. So that's 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 the first kind of rule you can make. That's more the, the one who looks the most like the current ones. Um, and also I have an idea that you can also create like stat caps as special rules. Uh, this is a bit more... This needs to be a bit more careful, because you might easily go into Warhammer land here, but let's say if if a unit that is supposed to be very tanky has this rule that says, like, this unit cannot be damaged on better than a 3-up, for instance, you know, and, uh, and... uh, Then you could
1: represent stuff without having a bunch of defense six stuff on top of that, though, is like, you know... Yeah, exactly. You could still uh, um, hurt your defense 5 stuff equally as good, you know, until you get down to, like, oh, you know, I I always need at least a 2, mm-hmm. you know, at least yeah, a 3 so, or whatever.
0: Yeah, and the, and um, that's also a way to give units, like, a special, a special kind of flavor. Yeah. Uh, and you can give... Uh, you, remember how poison used to work? Like, right, yeah. Uh, you could give it... So, so units which were kind of weak and they didn't really have a lot of strength, they could have, like, a rule... That it was called like I you don't know, poison or sharp or something that said mm-hmm. they always damage on a five, kind of like the um, that item you know, mm-hmm. uh, the hammer mesh yeah, or on fours, like that just for fives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, what you need to make sure is that these are written in a way that they never actually collide. Then you get oh. those FAQ moments, like which one right. takes precedence. So you need to make sure that they never actually overlap, like completely. Yeah, that's, <laughs> a,
1: that's pretty delicate situations and stuff. So you have to yeah. kind of be really careful on that, and, and that really mm-hmm. just comes out to shaking out like what happens with the rest of the rules on how mm-hmm. whether something that makes sense or not. So. Yeah.
0: So, but if you make them, if you don't exaggerate them, then you can easily make it so that they never actually overlap. Uh, they only overlap if you go like if you do like you always damage on the four plus and mm-hmm. another one has you never get damaged on like worse than the <laughs> right yeah, yeah you know so yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah and, and so some of these things um I I win has a good uh, had a good point it was that uh, for instance cavalry like regular cavalry if you compare them to large cavalry there's not a lot of stuff actually separating them like yeah like there's not a lot telling you that this is a regular cab but this is large cab because the only difference is like the stats but Mm. so he was thinking like well, large... and,
1: and footprint and height
0: and stuff like that, which comes into yeah, play for... Yeah, that's true. But uh, he was thinking more Sight. like direct, uh, like special rules. So maybe like large, all large cabby units should have this one special rule that they all have. Kind of like stomp, you know? Uh, right. Just, that gives them that sort of flavor. Like, oh yeah, they have that rule because they are large cab. So it kind of sets them apart from just not pure stat, but actually with a, like a direct effect as well. Sure, uh, like maybe you can't, maybe they... Maybe they
1: can't be disordered unless you have a certain amount of
0: wounds put on them or something, something like that. Like, that. You know, yeah, more... so you would, you yeah. would, when you, when you pick them, you would, you would, you can think like, oh yeah, these give me this ability, like because mm. they're extra tanky like that, or like you just said, mm-hmm. Jeff, they, they they don't get disordered as easy. So I'll I'll take them to be like my anchor, uh, you know, not just for damage output, but for like for other reasons, like defensive reasons or. Or stuff like that. Yeah, because
1: right now they're just offensive, but maybe you want to have like maybe you want to have like uh, the uh, what are they called? Grotesques. Maybe you want grotesques instead of, you know, being super offensive and having to be Mm -hmm. represented that way. Maybe they don't have very many attacks, but they, you know, they can be tankier in some way, or you know, they can bounce back, or they can, you know. Yeah, something it's again just, that, that comes uh, yeah. into where like you can get like that taunt rule or something like that where like oh you mm-hmm. have to can't you have to counter charge them if or do nothing you know
0: yeah so um so that's uh really also uh, we've been through uh, i feel like we agreed uh, from the get-go on this one as well <laughs> like make make try to like you said like make orcs feel different from salamanders some somehow and um yeah. And if that means a little more special rules, then so be it. I mean, we can we can we can manage a couple of extra rules and an extra maybe some extra like in-game effects. Like now mm-hmm. we just have basically wavered and disordered. Mm-hmm. If you introduce the third one, you know, or a fourth one, it wouldn't wouldn't really matter that much as long as you try and you you can't make it into like token hell. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's a yeah. fine line, but. But I yeah. think
1: that uh, I mean I think that you know if we if we get a chance and we can make each army have its own army wide special rule that isn't available to anybody else like it's something that's only going to be you know mm-hmm. an army wide special rule or an item to be able to purchase for like a unit or something. I think yeah, if we can yeah. figure out ways to do it that way and then it has a unique feel to it. So like oh I I have salamanders you know and. I know your forces of nature has salamanders in it, but they don't have this, you know, lava skin or mm. whatever, you know, where yeah, where yeah. all of my salamanders have this regen six plus or something and your salamanders don't because yours are mm-hmm. yours gave up being cool salamanders to become forces of nature. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's like, true. Yeah. Where where, you know you have you have a lot of units that can cross over that are between the two different armies or something but there's a reason to take them within what they are, so like ensnarers mm-hmm. and the, you know, trident realms versus ensnarers and forces nature, again, you know, having that army-wide special rule that is only going to be for that army and have give it its own individual feel brings in yeah. new combinations and new reasons, you know, to use them, but I think that we've already got a pretty good direction on some of that stuff, and yeah. it's uh, it's just really, you know, ironing out the nuts and bolts on it, I think.
0: Yeah, and uh, Lawrence has a very important uh, caveat for this to be, for him to agree with this, <laughs> and do you want to mention that? Yeah, but well, I mean, my
3: biggest fear is, of course, that, you know, King's War will turn into some sort of, uh, you know, Warhammer of mm-hmm. some sort. So, I mean, I, I like special rules, I think again, plenty of special rules, but I wish... Global. Yeah, I mean, I, I would like if they were all, like, global. It doesn't mean that uh, you can't have army specials but they will also be available in like the main so right. the, theoretically it will, it will be more like a keyword right right uh, so so uh so at, so maybe you know even though the, that keyword is like only for one army uh at least it's available there for uh you know so it right. binds in with every other special so it's like it's not because in warhammer you you know if you remember Warriors, oh i know Warriors, it could, you got into so many yeah it was ridiculous yeah yes yeah. yeah, so, you know so they had the rules in the you know the rule book special rules and stuff and they That's... clashed with them you know, <laughs> uh-huh. so mm-hmm. so we so i like to have them all like listed in the rule book yeah. so we, we make sure that they're all balanced right, mm-hmm. with each other sort of yeah, yeah and
1: then the other thing is is also we have to have this be something to where the whole point of kings of war is that it the it's easy to pick up and learn, but hard mm. to master and play. So it's one of those things. Like it still has to be one of those things where someone can quickly find the rule and know what it means. You know, without getting yeah, yeah. into having sixty-five. You know, unique rules that people have to know and. <laughs> you know, so
0: yeah, it's all a balance. Yeah. So that's. Uh... Yeah. So like. Uh keep it away from devolving completely into Warhammer state but, uh, other than that we're, we're good yeah. yeah we would love to see more of that all right so uh, number eight is about uh, magical artifacts and uh, this is something that we know it's it's probably not easy to achieve but it's still something we we wish would would, would uh, be a thing and that is that uh, magical artifacts would ideally cost different points for different size units um, uh, and if that's not possible for like technical reasons or just for reasons of it being too you know yeah, it's the house the housekeeping work. on that is a lot of yeah. work if yeah if that's not possible then at least have more limits written into the rules of items like uh, like some are now heroes only Mm-hmm. Uh, and you could uh we would wish to expand on that and go right in like only for non-hordes or only yeah. for infantry you yeah know, we pretty so. much
1: already started doing some of that so yeah. like you know the bruni brookinus we brought that back and some of the heroes um you know the defense uh stuff was yep. you know only That's on true. individuals only you know, maximum this you know, mm-hmm. so I think you'll I think you'll probably end up seeing more of that um, when we come into it. Anyway, I think that that's probably already something that's mm-hmm. probably that's already agreed on by majority of everyone. Great,
0: and our number nine is to remove the Pathfinder item or make it infantry only.
3: or limit it in some way. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think you'll probably see infantry getting some. Buffs in third edition to where it's just makes them have a different role have have a role in the army, you know And I think mm-hmm. I think that it they won't need that like anything specific on an item or anything, but, um, mm. but Yeah, I could see I could see that um,
0: That's, uh, And now the number ten of our ten-point lists which is Lars's by far uh, biggest pet peeve (laughs) and that is individuals (laughs) (laughs) and uh, well if if we boil it down without going too far out on like diverging on to any side it's uh, it's to reduce power or flexibility of like most individuals or at least many of them Uh, it basically means that we if we feel like every individual shouldn't if well if they still work like they do now of course with the free pivot and all that they shouldn't be like if if they get a free pivot they shouldn't be really powerful in melee and vice versa like if you if you get a free pivot then you should be like supporting like you're a Mm. a spellcaster or a inspiring source and if you are a fighter if, if you have eight attacks and crushing two you should be less mobile it's kind of the same balancing as we feel which is being done with the flyers and this high speed um if you're yeah. super powerful you should have less speed that's how we feel and hope individuals will also be uh, reviewed yeah i think i think short
1: of a couple outliers they're fine it's just one of those things it's like like when you've got eight attacks on an individual it becomes kind of just fucking ridiculous um yeah i think five or six attacks on an individual should be somewhere pretty close to a cap and if so then you know they have to be pointed properly and i think there's going to be some stuff that's going to get repointed um um to to change its function in there but i don't i don't think that's Mm -hmm. that far off i think that some of the living legend stuff, you know, became you know a little bit more powerful than it needed to be, um, as far as an individual goes. I don't think that Basusu should be flying around doing as much damage or doing as many attacks as you know a, a, a Abyssal Dwarf Lord on a dragon. You know, it just doesn't make yeah sense <laughs> exactly. to me. So, um,
0: yeah, so it's just that. I mean, if the it's it's cool to have them. I, I, I think it's alright that they're quick and agile and all that, and I love to be able to like put it, put one damage on a flying unit just to ground it and all that, but I don't like the part where you can send it in and just kill units <laughs> on its yeah. own. Well,
1: yeah. uh, individuals, I think, are, uh, without giving away too much, I think that we've already started looking at them for 3rd edition, and it's going to be really, I, I think people are going to receive it really well and we've got some new stuff coming up to change their roles and I think that I think that it's going to add another layer to the game without it just being like hey here's a guy that's basically a unit by himself and he's holding up this entire this or that you know it's Mm -hmm. um that's cool. Yeah, I, I think that they need a place because you want to be like, oh, you know, like you want to have that moment where it's like, oh my god, look at look at look, look at our leader, look what he does, and look at him kick that you know <laughs> whole unit's ass, and it's like that epic moment, right? You people want to have that feel to stuff and have that availability, but at the same time, right now, like they don't score any scenarios, right? So like they don't mm-hmm. ever double or triple attacks. So they will. They're only ever going to have those amount of attacks, but. Also, we've moved into this area where pretty much everybody's playing scenario play and having Mm -hmm. an individual, you're spending a significant amount of points on them for something that is never going to score. So, you know, you put two individuals down and you may be talking, you know, over 300 points for two guys that are never going to be able to contribute to capturing um, any of the objectives. Mm -hmm. So... It's balancing out a little bit there i get I get the whole like uh throwing a guy into a unit and then having that unit sit there for three turns trying to kill it um my my yeah. thing would be that um you know you'd have to have i I thought about something like that where like if you have a horde like you throw that dude into a horde size of something, that horde is you know and he's fight they're, the horde is fighting the individual that they should get a bonus to hitting that individual if he's the only thing in combat and there's no other units in there, yeah. then they should be able to swarm over that guy so so quickly that he just completely overpowered. There's no way that you know a guy is going to hold up versus 30, <laughs> 40 models for a turn and just be like you know so maybe they get you know the plus one to hit versus um you know the you know to to (coughs) or or they re-roll ones to hit or something because they're going to hit more easily or you know something along um... those lines to make it like this is i mean you shouldn't have an individual that's got the capability to hold up you know a 300 point horde for two turns you know
0: yeah, exactly. It's the those are the things we've been trying to fix with like house rules. Like you know, we tried plus one to hit, and it, people felt it was a bit too strong. And now we're down to like, okay, you're brutal against them if you're mm-hmm. a regiment or a larger, but that feels a bit too weak. So I think the problem is just in its survivability in itself. Um, but if as long as they get scaled down a little bit. Uh,
1: I think the individuals are going to have go through quite a bit of changes for and then when we get into doing playtesting and stuff like that I think that you know individuals are one of those spots that I think a lot of people agree on are are in a weird position right now but you could could have more versatility to them you could have some weaker individuals that maybe don't have to you don't have to pay for unlocks or something like it could be an Mm -hmm. individual but it can be an individual you know regular unit choice you could just take them you don't have to have a hero unlock to get in it could be like a little regular like your crusher for orcs like yeah. why does that need a hero slot
0: oh yeah that's true yeah so the weakest ones could be good. yeah okay i see what you're yeah, you like know a troop what I'm saying? choice or something yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. It does, it does, it, yeah and that was a good example because the crusher is one of those new ones which i feel is really really well made uh, only three attacks and the quite low nerve so he, he he can do like he can do a little bit but he'll easily go down if you if you catch him sort of right Uh, but then you also run into
1: that situation where everybody's like oh i need to have allies in order to take gargoyles so i can have this chap thing no you have a crusher use use them use more crushers and they don't take you know unlocks to do it you know you could use it as a as a you know irregular unit just just like a regular irregular unit you know Hmm.
0: yeah that could work well uh, at least i'm I'm glad to hear that something is being thought about at least, uh, uh, because and I think you can only really change it with a proper addition change, because, right? Yeah, um, there's so much when, stuff when, that
1: we're bound right now. That, that yeah, you just you, you got to kind of see it through, and yeah, and then, exactly. You know, because you know. it
0: becomes when when we when I in my tournaments say like, oh, if we have like plus one to 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 damage and hit individuals. Then some guy would say, but I paid like 300 points for Lady right. Alona. Exactly. And I was like, oh, fuck. like, what am I to say to that guy, you know? Like, should <laughs> yeah, I ban well, Lady and Alona? you're going to have a plus one to hit
1: his, uh, you know, Abyssal Dwarf, you know, f- flame launcher because it's a weapon, it's a war machine that has an individual. And now you're going to have plus ones to hit that. And that doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? So
0: Yeah. So it's uh, always something that kind of, oh, yeah, that would right. work, but, uh, but this thing kind of stops. So it, I'm. Um, I mean, yeah. So, uh, but in our ideal world, uh, the individuals would be more like either supporting or fighting, and uh, not the um, not maybe not uh, hitting all those roles. Like imagine like a talent tree. If this was like a like a computer game, it's like you're an individual. Which path do you want to take? Are you a right. lay or a support mm-hmm. or a spellcaster? And and you could go from there, sort of. <laughs> that would be a bit cool. Um yeah anything more rage to have or or individuals or no it's good (laughs)
3: as long as uh we should probably mention that it's not on in our list but obviously for third edition some repointing yeah will probably be oh there's gonna be
1: there's gonna be so much repointing it's gonna be i mean the thing is is like i mean you know we weren't changing up units and everything and you weren't allowed to change the point values because they don't want to reprint a new rule book or this or this right so uh-huh. it's one of those things it's like okay well, we have to give them different abilities to make them balance or this and this and I think that you know, now we can really sit back and be like, where do these units belong and wh- what roles are they going to play and put them at the right points. And I mean, there's mm-hmm. just, there's a lot of stuff that's going to, there's definitely going to be, I can tell you right now, almost everything is going to get repointed. <laughs> so that's cool. Um, yeah.
0: So, that was the 10 uh, like non-dramatic points from us. Uh, and And we have six more that are, uh, yeah. No, that was they were not unanimous, probably because that power gamer Iwin ruined it for us or something. <laughs> power gamers, yeah. So, um, I should probably drop the first one because that's about corkscrews, <laughs> okay? And we, we, yeah, we already told that. Way. yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and my suggestion here was very similar to yours, Jeff, like uh, some kind of rule that. maybe forces you to only counter charge in certain situations Uh, My suggestion was that uh, if you get uh, Damaged or disordered um, You can only counter charge unless you succeed on like a four plus you want to declare a new charge like a headstrong. Yeah, yeah, so you you can still Corkscrew because it, like I said previously, it's just so hard to get it out of the game because of the mechanics. Mm-hmm. But you, you could impose some sort of like, oh, yeah, you can do that corkscrew, but you know, yeah. because they are, uh, they just took a punch in the face, they have to make a four plus dice off first. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's what I was uh, thinking
1: like a taunt or intimidate or whatever, and then you get to yeah. like four plus it to shake it off or something, mm-hmm. you
0: know? And then it would also help against, because uh, you know, if you get charged in the flank, let's say if you're going towards. Uh, yeah, you're going somewhere, you get charged in the flank, and in the current rules, there's nothing to stop you from just, you know, ignoring those guys who so just slammed into your flank, and just, yeah, I'll just shake you off and just keep running. Yep. Um, uh, but this would also mean, like, oh, you, you actually need a 4-plus to shake those guys off, and, keep, you know, maybe you get forced to turn around and deal with that problem, mm-hmm. instead of just running off. So, um, yeah, that was my of only concrete suggestion about it Uh, i don't think you can remove it completely but put some kind of patch on it Uh, maybe only it's the only thing you can do yeah okay so number two on our uh i don't know what our split decision list (laughs) um this is uh, from mm, mostly from me i guess and it's a bit contentious it's uh, like when you count you know jeff when you let's say you get double charged uh, and you, your unit now has two enemies, and they're split like on the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you then elect to countercharge, you are forced to slide right, either yeah. left or right, and then they get a flank if you survive. You know, if, if, if you survive. don't pull up. Yep. Yeah, so I feel like when countercharging, maybe it should be possible to just elect to not slide. Uh, you select one target and you just push it that one inch straight forward, and you don't slide, and then you can just continue that like the same board state, because it feels like countercharging. It's like it's like a trick sometimes. You get forced into yeah. those situations it's It's
1: a mechanic in the game and now it's like hard to get around I guess the only yeah. thing right now is just like don't counter charge, just know that the unit's going to die eventually and mm. just yeah. hold it up another turn or something and set up for it, but
0: yeah, and it does get yeah. a bit weird too, like the best is yeah. to just do nothing <laughs> Yeah. so yeah, it's just it, I don't have a solution really it's yeah, just, uh, that's it's a just rough a one thing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's just something yeah, like... because it crashed with uh, you know, with right. all the charge. It moves. clashes with everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. someone else wants to charge in, the, major
1: mechanic you know, to change. <laughs> yeah. The 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 best way I think that you can deal with it currently is uh, you know, again, if if individuals change and you get something like that cheap one, you Run can literally go their, running yeah. them next to him so you don't have to slide over and then you just, you know, countercharge that way, you know.
0: That's true, like, they use, like, the individual, uh, what do, you, Trooper, what do or a troop or an individual, you Like, know? you guide it in. Yeah,
1: like a bump stop, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's true, yeah. So, uh, if you have one of those support individuals that we talked about. Yeah. You can mm. run them, that's his job, basically. Just Maybe, to, uh... like, a
1: Godspeaker, a uh, Mounted yeah. God speaker, to cast a uh, Soul Drain into combat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, so that's a bit, that's a tricky one, and it's not a big deal, really, but uh okay uh shoot face uh i has suggested uh, more spells and more variation of spells and yeah, I we, have we, a... we can go
1: ahead and pass on that one <laughs> okay <yeah. laughs> that, that's already that's yeah. already in the works and i don't, I don't really want to yeah, go assume, into it so. so
0: yeah so a good good one for Iwin. <laughs> um okay here's one uh Maybe consider, uh, I saw a guy write this on Facebook, and he didn't really get a lot of suggest, uh, replies other than the normal, no, everything is fine kind of. Right, replies. yeah. And that was... The super to, helpful ones. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that was to um, give the, the players who like to use a lot of war engines, um, they often get like, disappointed because the war engines are kind of bad. You know, they're hit on fives, and whenever there's a stealthy or a cover it's like a six and it, it, it really yeah. hit uh, maybe consider giving giving war engines that kind of short range shot but balance it out by making that shot less uh, make less damage uh, like like the fluff reason would be that they that they um that the sh- they the re- load the cannon up with some sort of uh, scatter shot or grape shot Mm -hmm. instead of the normal hit more often but less damage exactly yeah so either automatically like okay i'm gonna shoot my cannon here what's the range and if it's if it's over 24 inches then it's like normal shot if it's less then it's automatically easier to hit but also weaker Uh, yeah it's just uh, that's the suggestion for us it's no big deal because we don't use a lot of shooting right um, yeah none of my armies have war machines. But I have Uh, actually heard people say, like, I I brought my friend into King's War, he he brought his cannons, and he was really disappointed. It was like, it's like sad stories that, uh, uh, you know, he quit again because they were too bad. And we don't want to make them too powerful, of course. Right,
3: right, right. But it's also that they're bad because they're only one dice but maybe not but we you hit they're very good but uh, i feel like more exciting i think i think that's the problem they're not exciting you roll one die yeah you know with a cannon but maybe if there, if there were actually three die dice that you rolled for a cannon uh, that it was less powerful or something like that yeah it, they make yeah. it a bit more exciting more dice i think there's gonna be more and...
1: variation in war machines next go around i just think that they got they were they were really powerful in first, and then they really yeah. had to swing it back the other way. And now I think that, you know, we'll probably end up with some kind of middle ground with some more variation between them because I'm kind of sick of everything being like, oh, we're only going to take the indirect stuff because of this or this. Like, I, I want to I wanna see cannons on the table, and no one takes a cannon because they fucking suck, mm-hmm. you know? So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I think there will be more variation that comes into that. But again, it's just one of those things that, like, couldn't really happen cuz you can't rewrite the rules mid midway through and yeah. there was only so many people doing playtests back then so you only had such a, a specific player base in order to get feedback from and i think that mm. you know Kings of War has grown substantially from you know when playtest for second edition was happening and i think that oh, yeah. feed- feedback is a good thing that's why we're having these conversations you know so
0: mm-hmm. cool so then the the third point in the shoot phase is about uh, about a nerve check, like uh, how easy it is to to route people with shooting. Yeah, and uh, I, maybe you see this because I wrote it on. Yeah, um, we already uh, talked
1: uh, about that, like maybe the two D three and stuff like that. Yeah, and that
0: there's so I can't mm-hmm. go
1: into detail about that, but we're already. I mean, you know, there there's. There's thought processes in behind yeah, that
0: already. But. That's good. So at least the premise is quite easy. It's just that uh, okay. I feel like shooting should be more, more supporting. You 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 like you rack up wounds, you plant right. them in, and you suck up your enemy.
1: It's it's a delicate balance, though, right? Because you also yeah. don't want shooting to be so bad that no one wants to take it. So it's one of those things that's. You know, it's it's gotta it's gotta have yin and yang to it. So I think that mm-hmm. you know maybe you could change how the nerve roll works again, like you said. Um, you could change, you know, how how units respond to shooting for nerve tests. You could change, you know, defense for it. You could change. You change all kinds of different ways about it, but it's it's gotta work so that people still want to be able to you know play the army they want to play.
0: Yeah, sure, and um, but. Sort of the I see people suggesting like real really radical stuff, like all shooting should be irregular, you know, and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, that's and, just, and and this is a uh, way softer yeah. suggestion than that. Oh yeah. This would still allow you to do to play whatever <laughs> you like.
1: This is crazy. I was like, oh okay, so you what if you're actually like a dwarf gun line hold? Like like what if like you mm-hmm. don't think a bunch of dwarves would be in line with guns that they keep that like <laughs> I f- I yeah. tell people that they can't play things that they want to play. I mean,
0: the Exactly. Yeah. So you so I I'm leaning towards like uh, let shooting be like don't nerf it too hard. Right. Uh, it can still be easy to like create wounds and uh, but Yeah, maybe just... like 2d3 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so and... they can and, and the wounds don't really go anywhere. I mean, uh, of course unless you have an insane amount of heal, the the wounds will still be there and it will be over time, you will route those units, uh, but it, you would you would route them even quicker if you finished it with like a charge and right. did it in melee. That's that's really the the idea. And the reason this is in our uh, like not unanimous section is because I win place shooting elves, so of course <laughs> right yeah he doesn't love this idea. <laughs> He would prefer it if his ball throwers and master hunters and shooting horde yeah. could just uh, stand at the distance and... Crazy uh, weird. And rem- yeah, and remove <laughs> one unit at a time, like he usually does. You know? Yeah, see, there's <laughs> another
1: way you could do it, too. It's just, like, you could have, like, nerve floors, right, for shooting. So, like, uh you know, if... Let's say you did, like, 35 damage to a unit or whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, whatever. You, you, you did a shit ton of damage to a unit, but you can never route a unit unless you roll higher than, like, six you know so it had to be a seven plus to route it you know but you could still get you know you could still waver it on whatever its normal waiver value is or something like that or like even if the nerve value even Mm -hmm. if the nerve floor was like a four or something like that right like okay so snake eyes a three or a four your unit will still be there you may have got wavered but it'll still be there you know Mm -hmm. and then that also brings into where inspiring has a has even more prevalence because you want them to have two chances to roll a four under you know so
0: mm, yeah yeah there's yeah, something like that so uh, the exact solution is not really important but just the idea is uh, right. i like the idea of like softening up and then finishing up with the charge <laughs> sure yeah and uh, the last one that uh, well this used to be a thing we all agreed on but uh, I've softened up in my uh, my old age. I think <laughs> it's about the removing double ones and double six rules, uh, which has been quite prevalent in Oslo and northern Norwegian community. Because uh, we we play usually we play without the double one rule. It's kind of our standard on all tournaments yeah. now. Yeah, it's, it's like been a for a while.
3: Well, mm-hmm. I mean, I think people just got used to it and they really they never really missed it. But I, I also know that, you know, it will never go away from the main rules. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was just gonna I,
1: say, I'm yeah. like, it's not going anywhere. So <laughs> I, I, heard... I can just tell you it's, it's, yeah. it gets spread up often enough, but it's, it's, it's not gonna happen. After yeah.
0: I heard Ronnie Renton on the interview saying like, yeah, we love to like, every unit should have a chance for a comeback. That's why we have the double ones in Kings of War. When I heard that I was like, okay, I'm just gonna stop fighting <laughs>
1: Yeah, well and see for me the thing is like the double ones, like as much as I roll them versus people, like it adds it, like people want some randomness, there's some randomness right there. But on top of that, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily lose you the game. I've I've still won plenty I've I rolled five double ones in one game and still won the game. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, true. Um, but for me, the double sixes, is, is the crazy part is that people, like, for me, getting auto-wavered after taking one damage is way worse. Like, <laughs> way worse. And everybody is always worried about double ones. I, I'm like, I want to play a fearless army, so I don't have to worry about this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know?
0: Well, at least you're not that guy on New Kings of War fanatics who had played now for, like, a year with the double sixes auto-routed oh god <laughs> and the people are like uh, dude it's auto wavered he was like oh no i'm playing we're playing wrong all this time oh, <laughs> dead. oh reading is hard <laughs> i don't know yeah. if you
3: realize it fred but we have we're on a timer now six minutes yeah,
0: my laptop is telling me that it's going to restart in six minutes oh but we are we're actually, done so i'm done with money <laughs> so this, uh, that might actually be a good fit Right. Yeah, we should
3: just wait for it to time out and <laughs> make an event out of it. Yeah. Be a ticking time bomb. <laughs> well, sweet. Yeah. Well, it's good. So, uh,
1: it's yeah. good talking to you guys about all this stuff, and I mean, going over those points. It's one the, we we hadn't done an episode for a while, and I figured that it's gonna be. A little bit longer for Ryan can get back on stuff, too, but uh, it's yeah. always good to have these little offshoots where, you know, you get to talk to other people and get different perspectives. So
0: Yeah, it was fun, and it, yeah. it was really cool because because uh, I wasn't really going for this, you know, I was just kind of, hey, Jeff, what's up, you know, I haven't heard a podcast episode from you guys in a long time, and uh, you kind of counted, bit like, why don't we do one? Yeah, and I was like, okay, cool, <laughs> but I was, that wasn't really my my suggestion. But it was a very good solution to the problem. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, you get, you get you get different perspectives, and you get away from you know the everyday same same thing on top of it. And I mean, so, some of the some of the best stuff you get uh, comments on is you know getting feedback from from different formats. So
0: yeah, absolutely. No, that was cool, and thanks for letting us uh, like upload our uh, <laughs> our wish list uh, yeah you can reach us on Twitter at Klw oslo or you can contact us by email giant dwarf at gmail.com. Say hello from Iwin. He's not here now. He's on the fishing boat. Up <laughs> he's far busy Iwinning. No, uh, he's far to the north doing fishing or something. He's on his holiday now.
3: Yeah, I've been sending some photos of like blood and feet. and I mean, it's
0: like from fish. Mean, he's uh, literally out in his fishing boat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the blood, obviously, from the fish, I assume. Oh, okay. it's yeah. grotesque. I was going to say, you got to
1: watch out a Shark Week.
0: Shark Week. Yeah, he is the shark. <laughs> yeah, he's up there being nice. a shark. That's what he does. His uh, vacation time. Yeah. <laughs>